Bang Gang is in the building. What's happening, fellas? What's going on? <laughs> the synchronicity of that. Is synchronicity even a word, man? I'm feeling good, man. Uh, I always talk. I always talk to people about the history of Detroit music. Listen, let's get into this. Are you? Do you guys consider yourself OGs or young OGs to any degree when it comes to Detroit music? I mean, it, it feels kind of crazy because we've been doing it for so long, but it it ain't never. I still feel like Doughboys is the OGs. You feel me? Like Doughboys Team Eastside. That's what we grew up listening to. Yes. And when it comes to the next segment of what people pay attention to Detroit music, uh, banging is like that next sector, right? That kind of bridged the gap between what's happening right now and the Doughboys cash out scene. So could you consider yourself young OGs maybe? Yeah? Or we no? definitely some OGs in this shit. All man. right, so we're continuing the OG series yeah, with Bang Gang. On, That's the whole point of why OGs. I said that. If you guys don't know what the OG series is, <laughs> uh, we're trying to have Detroit artists talk about the timeline of Detroit music stemming from the 1980s until now. And you guys are... Uh, you guys are what's segmented again after uh, Doughboy's Cash Out, which was like that next wave. I remember we had somebody come on here talking about how you guys were shocking them because you were the modern them. And you guys just understood the, the new wave, uh, the new generation more than they did at that point, which caused maybe a little bit of a fade of the older generation. Talk about the beginning of Band Gang. How did it originate? I mean, shit, we really all grew up together. You feel me? Like. This my cousin, you feel me? Like, niggas don't know. We family for real. Like, Lonnie, my cousin. Like, we family for real. So we all used to be together on the block. And then, you feel me, we got niggas that wasn't blood family that became family because we all grew up in this shit together, you feel me? Niggas done got money together. You feel me? Went through shit together. We lived this shit, and you feel me? That's how it all came together. One day, niggas just decided to rap, you feel me? I went over his house. We used to stay at that bitch. We got to rapping in that bitch, and you feel me? You never look back. When uh, you guys are growing up in Detroit, obviously, right? Um, talk about what music you're hearing around that time. What's kind of like the music influence at that time? And what year are we roughly talking about? Like what, when we started rapping? No, no, no. Uh, when you're growing up in Detroit, just as you're, as you're even as a kid, basically, uh, what are you listening to? What's being played on the radio? What's the main focus at that time? Yeah, Blade and them was big back in the day. That's that's kind of who I first heard from the city, like, just going crazy with the rap shit, was Blade and them when I was a kid. As far as the Detroit style, you feel me? Like, we ain't talking about Eminem. We're talking about like, Detroit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, obviously Eminem's always a subject when it comes up to that because you're talking about Detroit music and it's early on and he was probably the biggest phenomenon to come out of Detroit. Well, he is the biggest phenomenon to come out of Detroit when it comes to rap music, right? But when it comes to Detroit bop, you could say it was different at that time right it's like rock bottom right you're dealing with street lords and you're not um some people don't put eminem in that category did you kind of put him in that category were you guys listening to eminem i mean i listened to eminem just like my daddy listened to eminem you feel me so i had an eminem cd type shit but yeah like we heard our family playing that yeah. shit growing up you know like uh, he wasn't with we we listened to type shit you feel yeah. me like i fuck with that like their stand and shit like that though for sure so, um, were you guys did did Rock Bottom catch your eye? Did Street Lords catch your oh, eye? Oh yeah, Rock Bottom. I love Rock Bottom, Street Lords, all that shit. Hell yeah. I ain't gonna lie, I never <clears> heard <throat> Rock Bottom. I ain't but. used to hear them on the radio a lot growing up though. I don't really remember that, but I, but like, I, I love I love their music though. They got some hard shit. Was Blade so Blade is the introduction for you guys as far as like this is my yeah. true connection with Detroit music, yeah. and talk about that. Uh, listen, hearing it come out and your first time experiencing listening to that music and kind of how it changed your perspective on Detroit music. 
back on. Um, so we're kind of talking about the influence of Blade. He's one of the first emerging rappers from Detroit where you're listening and connecting and, and kind of creating a follow, helping create the following for him. What were you hearing from him and what were you hearing from that music that really intrigued you guys? I mean, shit, we had family that was in that shit for real, you feel me, at the time. You know, we young as hell, but we seeing the shit, we related to what we grew up watching, you feel me? So it's like, you feel me? Facts. That's facts. Yeah. <clears throat> the shit was kind of relatable. And then you growing up, the whole the city ain't wanted blade anyway. Though, yeah, like we ain't growing up wanting to be a doctor. Shit. You feel me? I wanted to be like, uh, yeah. uncle had the, the better card than the doctor. You feel me? So I'm trying to be like that. You feel me? For sure. The lifestyle that they're living, but also that they're incorporating it into the music. Right. So the music is the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So he was really the first one putting that lifestyle in ways that that was like Detroit shit. You feel me? Like white bus and shit like that. Like niggas wasn't talking about busing out of town and nothing like that. So shit, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like a representation of what's going on over here. Yeah. Like, this is how we're living. And he this put is... the city on the map for real. Yeah. Um, and then watching Blade's career and um, seeing it progress. Obviously, when I was younger, I didn't remember the passing of him. I didn't I didn't remember, like, how strong it was. But do you remember as being a fan of him, just watching the passing, and how did it kind of impact you? I mean, for me, I don't remember him dying per se, but I remember Blade said, what up, you feel me? Yeah, yeah was died, everybody was saying that shit. Yeah. Blade said, "What up?" He was turning around saying that shit. Blade was definitely a big influence, but I say like the Dope Boys, Team Eastside, they had like more influence over like what we rapped about for real or how we was coming on shit. But Blade definitely was like one of the biggest. He like influence. who influenced them? You feel yeah, me? Yeah, he like he like they he like the Godfather of this shit. Like, but you know what I'm saying? But yeah, but we was young as hell at that time. Like we probably like ten or some shit. Or like, it's so interesting because we just had a Doughboy on here, one of the founders of a Doughboy. We was just here before you guys, and he was talking about how Blade was his influence as well. So it's like crazy how strong the newer generation and his generation was influenced. The voice Cash was influenced by Blade Icewood, showing his impact and like that's that's freaking insane. So continuing from that point, what are you guys listening to? Um, what's going on? What's happening in Detroit rel relative to that time of you guys growing up? Shit, growing up, it was really Doughboy's team. He saw that was the two people that really had it on the lock for real you feel me like it was other people rapping like lol but shit oh yeah lol they make you want to get some money yeah like, that's that get money shit right yeah, that's there that's that get money shit talk about how you guys gravitated towards the studio uh, shit one day my mama came home she got me a, a little gamestop 20 dollar microphone you feel me i went in the basement with lonnie you feel me? we made some songs and said fuck it it started then i went over his house and start rapping with him, you feel me? And we we can't be no more than eleven, you feel me? We just we saying anything on the mic. Then we we started off we GFD we goons from Detroit, you feel me? Don't nobody know no old shit like that. But that we really can't even consider that our start rapping, you feel me? Our first start really was band gang. Once we became band gang, then it was shit start going, you feel me? We start really going because we was really living that shit once we was that, you feel me? Yeah. And when you're saying you're actually living, um, what were you talking about? You Were you actually, like, successful as a street entrepreneur before you became a successful uh, making money as an artist? Like, I feel like it all started happening at the same time. Okay. Like, I started going on the road, doing that type of shit. And really, it, it, but it's like, before that, we was doing some other shit, but you feel me? I ain't going to get too much into it, but... Yeah. Shit was going though, you feel me? But as far as the the shit I can say I did and 
went to jail for, you feel me? That shit was like happening at the same time type shit. Okay, so you were able to relate what was happening in real life into the music. And how fast was the reciprocation for your music? when Once you put it out there, how fast were people fucking with it? It's crazy because Bang Anger, No Gang, once that dropped, it, it, we ain't looked back since, you feel me? That slipping, that whole really white buff boys take, that'll be the first time I say we start going crazy. Then after that, the family, that's when it kind of got big for real. So do you feel like you guys had to build to a point where you earned the reciprocation, or do you feel like you were just totally accepted almost immediately? We for sure earned that shit because we had a lot of old-ass mixtapes, you feel me, that yeah, we niggas that never even know about still to this day don't be knowing about. Like, right. We in volume one, you Before feel me? Before we, like, took off, that. we had hard-ass shit. It just wasn't, like, getting the recognition and shit like that at first. But people always been fucking with us. It's like we just had to, like, keep grinding and build this shit up. yeah. You got to think we was in middle school rapping and shit. So we had some shit. It's just. Looking back at those tapes, do you guys, can you compare them and say, like, they were up to par? Or do you look at them and go, like, well, they they just weren't that. So that's why they didn't get taken off. I ain't going to lie. Some of that shit was weak, but some we of that shit was hard. We made some money off them bitches, though. We yeah, sold we, some shit. Yeah. Got checks for some shit, all type of shit, like, so. So the Unknown Tape still had some credentials to show, like, it's yeah, still... I, even though it was, like, the first shit that <laughs> people were still interested in it, like, because it's just banging. So you guys whatever. were in middle school making hits type yeah, shit? for sure, for sure. God damn. We had cars and shit, like, <laughs> when we got to ninth grade and shit, we had cars. It wasn't nobody cars. else our age doing no shit like that, though, so you feel yeah, me? Yeah, at the like, time, you wasn't really Niggas see looking at us like, they going crazy, like, they all know. buffed up and whips, like, how this happen? Yeah, I gotta know, what are you guys whipping in ninth grade? It wasn't no crazy shit. I had a, uh, I had an Impala, but it was like a lot of people ain't had cars in school. You feel me? So shit, you pull up in that bitch, they like, damn, this young nigga got a car. Like I a first shit was a, uh, a little Saturn. You feel me? A little blue, blue ass Saturn. Then, keep running. Hell yeah. yeah, that's crazy. So you guys were probably the only ones in school really with cars at that time. Clean shit too. Them bitches was clean. Yeah, yeah, uh, so like kings in the parking. <laughs> so you're making your own money pretty much at that time. We're talking about middle school right now. And my man, I was broke as shit in middle school. That's crazy. Like I don't. Yeah. So basically, um, progressing from that point, you guys are already making money. You're making music, and now you're getting reciprocation for it. Uh, talk about the first tape that dropped, and talk about the investment into it. Not only from a money aspect, for, but for what you guys did to it and how you guys got it together. The first. First, first tape, you feel me? No, like, no, I'm talking about the or, first tape after middle school. Like, where you guys oh, you're actually like band gang. getting it actually networked, yeah, for band gang. What you would say, White Buffalo Boys? All right, first tape, what to like blow up or take no, off? No, as, as band gang. Probably, yeah, probably be White is, Buff Boys. Yeah, White Buff. But so, we did like three White Buff Boys. So we got like White Buff Boys 1, White Buff Boys 2, like so on and so forth. The first one with the blue cover. Yeah. That bitch, you feel me? Again, at his house, we all just in the basement. The whole hood in that bitch, you feel me? We making that bitch off every day. What we doing, you feel me? Like, But niggas love that shit. Like, that yeah. shit's so hard. Because niggas can relate. Because it was really what I niggas living, God, you feel really me? what we doing. It's really just a matter of you're living the lifestyle, and then you go into the basement, and you're recording the music. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, putting, you're putting it on <laughs> a tape. Sure. Basically, that's what yeah. And then we really ain't know what we was doing. Like, we rapping on, like, these type of microphones, you feel me? We ain't knowing you supposed to go get studio foam and all that shit. We just doing that shit. Yeah. Making it work, though. Who's who's in the studio with you guys at the time when you guys were doing this? Just us. We be in we that bitch no like 10, 20 deep. All our niggas in that bitch. We pouring up, smoking. 
Yeah. Feel me? Yeah, because I remember listening to one of your talks where you said like Bang Gang really was like thirty people. So at that early, at that stage when you guys are recording in the basement, um, who's can you talk about some of the members that are there? It's hard to explain though, cause it's really six of us. But then like, okay, say he might pull up. He got two niggas with him. I pull up, might be three niggas with me. You feel me? So it's like when we form, it's like affiliated yeah, niggas too. Yeah, it's me? like this shit, like <laughs> it's shit, like transfer or some shit. Like this shit come together and we just. But not on no gang shit, you feel no, me? Like, no, not on, on no shit, shit like that. Like, entourage be, type yeah, shit. Yeah, it just would be like, he with a couple people, he with a couple people. We so all how, making music. How does it get to... Yeah, we just making music for real. Like, niggas seen that at the shows, at the games, all that shit. Like, we was really 30 deep. All the niggas had buffs and nice-ass clothes and shit, though, you feel me? So niggas respected it from what they heard in music, too. Yeah. Um, now, when you're in the studios and you're saying there's six members, can you talk about the original six members, though? Me, Biggs, uh, Will, Moss, uh, Bang Gang Lonnie, and And then everybody after that is kind of just like an extension of the people that you fucked with, basically. It's like, yo, I fuck with them, therefore, and this person's committed, so he's going to be rocking with us type shit. It's like we grew up with these niggas, you feel me? Yeah. Like from birth type shit, like since we've been on the block, niggas been on the block. Yeah. When you're creating this music, you're seeing reciprocation for it. What's the media outlets at that time? Is it like, uh, like what's what's relevant at that time to get your music out for people to even hear it? Damn, there, that piff. That's yeah, when we dropped that bitch at for sure. YouTube. This nigga used to know how to shoot videos. He used to be shooting yeah, great videos. Lake, you were Great Lakes Productions at one point, right? Yeah, I, that was me for sure. That was really my first introduction to business type shit. You feel me? Like how to run a business type shit. But yeah, I shot all our original shit like if nigga it all started because two times we're supposed to shoot our video you feel me but for whatever reason we got spent <laughs> so i just said fuck it i whipped out a little flip camera and we shot that bitch and since then it was like we would do our own shit anything i can't pay a nigga to do we would figure that shit out and do it ourselves you feel me? yeah at the time um did you want people to know like because did you want people to know you were shooting the videos or you're just I mean, like keep i it? didn't give a fuck because it's like okay. you feel me? right it's, hell yeah Either way it go, shit, we're going to make sure we do how we got to do it. So you're making money off of, obviously, shooting videos, but you're also free in-house shooting for your own team. So it's kind of like a win-win situation for you guys. Um, talk about the first big moment you guys felt like, damn, we're really, really taking off now. For me, it's a bad gang and no gang, you feel me? Yeah, that was probably that and slipping. That was, that was probably the two biggest moments for me. What was the way that you felt it? What was the way that you knew that there was real reciprocation happening? Are you just looking at the views? Are you walking around the city and realizing people are recognizing you? Like, how did it... Really, all that for real. That was our first video to hit a million. But niggas was knowing for real. Like, niggas knew before that. But, like, freaky hoes type shit like that. Like, we had songs like that too, but White Buff Boys, for sure. Now... You're looking at other people that are kind of in the scene at the same time around you. Who are also you noticing, like, working at the same time and getting up to that same caliber and reciprocation as you guys? At the same time as us? Yeah, when uh, you're looking around the scene, up. paying attention to the music around you guys. Man, when we first started blowing up, oh, shit, we had, it was Stunhard that was out when we first started Stunhard, for up. sure. Rocaine and them. And then I shot their first video, yeah, too. It was the Apollo Skywalking nigga. He was doing his own little thing. You feel me? It was a couple of niggas. GT, oh yeah, GT was the first nigga to actually do yeah, He was the first nigga to fuck with us. You he feel was me? fuck like, with us. 
the nigga that was doing good for himself type shit. You yeah, feel me? He was he was already like kind of on in the Detroit music scene, and then he seen one of our mans and was like, "All right, take me back to the hood." He came to the hood, hopped in the car, like he just such a real nigga. Like he just hopped in the car, pulled up, got high with us, pulled up, we just rapped all day. Yeah. Feel me? And he went back to the east. That's a. Uh... You know, it was getting a mixture of still the OGs, like the Ice Wear Vessels, still doing their things and stuff like that, and building the name for themselves, and the GTs coming into the game and emerging in the scene. So it's like kind of two generations transcending into each other, right? Or like kind of falling into each other at that time. And then you guys are like this whole new wave that's emerging. I had somebody who came on here and pretty much said that, like, uh, I forget which artist it was, but how you guys basically took over for this generation. Uh, but... What did you guys feel at that time? Did you feel that kind of responsibility or did you feel that stature? Did you feel like you were the big dogs in the city as far as music was concerned? I mean, personally, I feel like we felt like it, you feel me? But the whole world might not have felt like it. And the city, I feel like niggas knew it, but not everybody wanted to admit it, you feel me? Like, we got blackballed from a lot of shit just because a lot of other shit that was going on behind the scenes, you feel me? So I feel like we could have really even been bigger than we was if everybody could have acknowledged it at the right time, you feel me? Yes. And you're saying uh, being blackballed to some degree is probably what hindered the factor of you guys growing to getting bigger success maybe or being acknowledged in that way that you wanted? I can't even say we ain't end up getting there at the end of the day. It just took a little longer. Okay, got you. But at that time is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting, man. It's like a lot of different variables can happen to kind of not get you guys to that point at that time as fast. Even when I was talking to Doughboy Wee, it's like he was saying the same thing. It's like there's something that stops you from getting to that main mainstream and it could be literally anything that stops you from getting to that main mainstream. But as far as taking over Detroit and being that huge way for Detroit, that's what you guys did. And you um, talk about the process of that from that point where, um, you know, you guys are walking the streets, people are recognizing you, and the music's really taking off. And what mindset what the whole group was in at that time? I mean, everybody was getting money, so it wasn't like we even feeling like we superstar. Well, for me, I ain't feeling like I'm a superstar stuck up type nigga. You feel me? Like I'm just. I'll get money, I come home, you feel me? I do me, you feel me? I just happen to rap. Mm. But for me, it's just I'm living that life, you feel me? Yeah. Like I'm at Sushi KO, we we down there, the whole group at Sushi KO, you feel me? Down there swiping the meal, like we living that shit for real. So it's like, we don't look at it like that because we just do us, you feel me? Yeah, because you're, you're saying basically in the essence of with, even without music, you guys were the dudes. And then music came in, it's just like now more people are just going to know that there were those dudes, and now you're going to enjoy the music too at the same it time. It just is like we was them dudes on camera now, because they seeing it, like what we actually do it, like damn, these guys full. Like a lot of people didn't even know we was, how old we was. They thought we was grown as hell. We like 17, just going crazy. Yeah, that's wild. Do you remember your first moment of getting an acknowledgement from somebody that you might have looked up into in the scene at that time? Damn near GT for real when he came to the yeah, yeah, to GT. The shit. Yeah. shit, I ain't gonna lie though. Payroll did a song for me, send me that bitch back. I was happy as hell. I'm like, oh yeah, we on now. Like, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Even when I came home from jail, you feel me? My first feature with uh with Payroll, you feel me? Nigga, I still felt like respect though, you feel me? Like, yeah, these the niggas we grew up listening to type shit. You gotta respect that. I was watching an interview with Lando that you guys had, and you talked about how you were charging like a thousand dollars for a show at one point. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, bro, a thousand dollars. That was shit. Our first show was four hundred dollars, bro. Our first show was four hundred dollars. I didn't know no better. You feel me? I'm talking to the nigga. He like, how much you want? I'm like, shit, four hundred. 
I don't know no better. At that time, the old niggas in the hood, I remember we sat down, we had a cookout or some shit. It was an old nigga. He said, uh, Doughboys was charging too much for a show. Like some, it was some little shit too, like 5000 or something. And he was telling us, like, man, y'all niggas never get paid that for a show. Y'all niggas tripping type shit, you feel me? So I'm, I'm thinking little as hell, you feel me? Like, I don't know no better. We doing this shit ourselves. We ain't got no manager for real. Like, yeah. Pooh ended up becoming our manager, you feel me? And that's when shit started getting a little bit more mainstream type shit, you feel me? Yeah. But What aspect did he take over that helped you guys elevate? Really just talking to the people we didn't talk to, like Gazi and uh, Atlantic and all the labels and shit, you feel me? Like, he'd do, he'd get shit in motion type shit, like, because we don't know none of them people. To this day, I don't know Gazi or none of that, you feel me? But bro, do. I trust bro with my shit, you feel me? So I, I'm cool with that. So he's pretty much walking you guys through the uh, corporate part of it that you don't even want to deal with as an artist. It's like, let us make our music, let us perform at our shows. We don't want to have to deal with talking to anybody who's facilitating the the hosting aspect of it. Yeah, but that's just me, though, you feel me? Like, I personally don't like dealing with niggas. I'm not a people person, you feel me? But somebody else might want to talk to a motherfucker. Yeah, man. Uh when you, when you guys are when you guys are facilitating, you guys are building your name. You're moving forward in the industry. Um, you're saying you're feeling good the whole time. Everything is going pretty much damn great, to, as far as the reciprocation is concerned and everything like that. What were the roadblocks? Do you feel like was there anything that wasn't making it any easier for you guys to progress forward or get as far as you wanted? You could say we got blackballed from some shit, but it's like you feel me. I can't even be mad at none of that shit because it was what it was like. We was in tour with niggas. Niggas didn't want to do shit that we was on. You feel me? But honestly, I don't give a fuck about that shit no more. That shit's so old. Yeah. When I was talking to Cash Raquan, I remember he came on the podcast and he was talking about scam rap. He said he was one of the first scam rappers and stuff like that. And he did mention you guys though, like, and he we had to make two posts to clarify that he brought you up. Like the first time he said it, he did say it, but it's like after the post. Cashquan was my nigga for real though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, and then the second one is like, hold up, I need you to realize something. Like they did. I'm yeah. not saying I was like the even. Yeah. I saw the post. You feel me? I he saw everybody that. talking shit on the, about him on the post. So you feel me? I even commented on the shit. Like yeah, when I commented, I was not like going crazy on him or nothing. I just was like, boy, you capping? Like, well, you know, he scamming. But no, he definitely he took that shit to another level though. Him, TJX6, he was. He was they scam rap, just scam rap, you feel yeah, me? Like, I rap about scamming, but I rap about selling some bowls too, you feel me? But he was just scamming. And to his credit, I noticed, you feel me, because I done been around the nigga. The nigga live what he talking about, you feel me? Like, he he talk, he was talking about scamming. I was pulling up on the nigga. He catching the $100, $500 jug in front of me, you feel me? He like, this gonna pay for the video. Fuck it. Boom. So... You're saying that he saw what you guys were doing and elevated it, like he, because he was specifically stick, sticking to that subject pretty much. And so, then he wasn't even always, like he had a different style at first. Like he used to rap, rap. You feel me? Yeah. But the uh, funny rap with TJ and shit, like that just kind of just started. You feel me? Yeah. But he used to be a different type of rapper. With scam rapping, were you guys one of the originators of it in Detroit? And when you talk about countrywide, do you think maybe you were a part of it, or do you think there was other people countrywide that might have been getting into it? I ain't gonna lie. Other than Lonnie, I ain't never heard nobody. Never he was the first nigga I ever heard say scam shit on the song, you feel me? He was on that bitch track one, track two. So I ain't know what that was, you feel me? Yeah. He showed me the shit. Yeah. 
and then you guys get incorporated and you guys are taking off with it what do you it's a different genre of or a different category of lyrical discussion right when you're talking about scam rap it's not something that's been talking about in the 80s and 90s and 2000s really like it's more it's different it's fucking different you're not talking about street shit really you're not talking about uh, uh power moves or anything you're talking about scamming people type shit and uh how do you think people reciprocated and why do you think it got reciprocated so well even though it's a brand new thing i think at first it was niggas didn't know what we was talking about but then as niggas knew what we was talking about and more and more people started getting into it, it's like like why is rapping about dope cool you feel me because this is my life i live this shit a nigga that sell dope he feel that shit in his heart so as more people in the country was doing the same shit is they feeling this shit we rapping about this shit and we like it because we live this shit. They like it for the same reason, because they live this shit. Yeah. But damn, there must be a lot of people scamming then, shit, because... It is. But <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a lot of petty-ass scams, too, you feel me? Like, a nigga might swipe a car, you think a nigga... He ain't really getting shit, you feel me? Like, that's old shit, you feel me? Like, niggas don't even be on the new scams. I'll be sitting on only scams talking to nigga, nigga asking me about some shit from 2011, you feel me? When you're watching this, your group basically explode, um, what's everybody's decision as far as going off on your own to create your own type of music and as far as making uh, music with the group? Like, how do you how did you guys determine that? And was there any type of conflict with that? Or was it like everybody just do your own thing and let's work as a group as, at the same time as well? Bro, we have so much music, bro. Like, we do, like, probably 10 songs a day. Like, just on some chill shit in the studio, just all of us. So it's like a nigga might be like, I'm throwing this on my tape. Or we might be like, we dropping this CD here this day. Like, we ain't really have to discuss it for real. We just was doing that shit. And then you got to think it was kind of different back then, too. You know, back then, everybody, we just chilling on the block, you feel me? The studio was at his house. So we in that bitch in the basement. And it's like, you feel me? We was going to be together anyway, you feel me? Nigga be like, fuck it, let's go to the studio. Let's record some shit, you feel me? So shit. I'm, it's kind of a little bit different now, you feel me? Like, we all got to meet up. And be deep as hell in the stool but at that time it's just it's too much music you feel me like and some of the shit end up being ass but some of the shit you feel me end up being hits so shit yeah that's how it went you work can you bring that microphone a little closer to you no, we, yeah you can either bring it or get closer to it um what have you guys been working on as of late? I know you're dropping. You did the tape drop or you play? Um, it's about to drop. I know it's. You said February. Or, My shit. Uh, the pre-order start the twenty eighth of this month, uh, January, and then February. It's gonna it's gonna bang right away because you've been gone for so long. It's kind of like a mysterious factor of like what's about to drop, what, what kind of content's about to be. And can you give us any kind of idea of what's going on with the tape? Like what's on it or who's on it or anything like that? Uh, it's really all gang on that bitch for real, but. As far as content, like the content coming, like we gotta, we about to go the 28th and go turn up for the the release party. You feel me? And you can come too. You feel me? You the, you the homie now. Uh, Biggs, what about you? What you got going on? What's been new? Shit, me right now. I'm working on a uh, CD, a album. I ain't got no name for it yet, but like most of it's done. I probably gotta do like three more songs, get a couple songs mixed and shit like that. But I got some shit on the way. One song called Street Fighter, I did it on the uh in the field. It's like a live thing we got here in the city. You know, it's like a live performance almost. I did it on there. You can see that on my Instagram, you feel me? So if y'all want a little taste of what's coming. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Uh what you're still uh Javar, as far as the 
you're keeping yourself consistent on one aspect do you still do the only scams or do you do still do the like kind of sub teaching lesson teaching and shit like that and coaching stuff i mean i do you feel me i'm not gonna lie i as far as business you feel me like i done made a lot of money you feel me? but i done made more of only scams than i made rapping for real like that shit the money it come you feel me like on a monthly basis that's the part that was fucking me up because it ain't like you just got it once i'm getting this a recurring payment you feel me i got five thousand members on that bitch you can really do the math on that bitch it's like a university at that point that's why you feel me you might only get one message a day you feel me but you're gonna get that bitch i'll let me tomorrow then you feel me because 10 other niggas just hit me up and i gotta walk through through some shit um i don't know uh, I mean, I don't want to step into too many waters here, but with the you, ha you have a girl. Uh, you, I mean, your friend is pretty much a part of the entertainment industry, female artist named Pretty Bray that's blowing up right now. Uh, your baby mommy, yeah. So, are you cool talking about that and like kind of talking about her career progress and how like um yeah, what you part you played like, in We that? ain't beefing or nothing. You feel me? I want the best for my baby mom. Okay, I'm just making sure, man. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Last time I talked to her, you guys were together, and then I was like, nah. So I'm like, I don't want to tiptoe yeah, into feel, something. It should, it should be on upset. again, off again. You feel me? But. You know, I love my baby mama to death, you feel me? Like, she really the next bitch to blow out the city for real. Like, honestly, who can really fuck with her from the city? Like, let's be for real. I know, I know you're going to say your baby, you feel me? <laughs> but, bro, for real. And I don't understand why, you feel me? They ain't did some shit together, you feel me? Like, to be for real, yeah, I would have thought she'd have tapped in with her and they'd have did some shit. I noticed a lot of female artists are not really collaborating like the male artists are. And it's because I think it's because there's so little of them that they don't have the room to test that theory out. That ain't that ain't true, though. You feel me? Like, you might think that, but it's wrong for sure. Because it's a lot of bitches on right now. There's so many bitches on. In Detroit, we're talking about. It's bigger than Detroit, though. That's the whole thing. That's true. Like, Detroit is really small for real, like. L.A. fan base, that's the first fan base to really show us love. They were showing us love before Detroit. We went down there, got so much love. That's our first time really feeling. We went up to the school. Kids running out to school to meet us. I, I ain't never had that happen to me before. Really really. I'm feeling good. How do, they, how do you guys know that that's where the fan base is when it's first starting out? Man, I ain't going to lie. I had some, some hoes in Cali. I <laughs> hit them bitches up. <laughs> They was they was excited, you feel me? So I just asked, like, you feel me, where y'all want us to go? Everybody, I'm asking on Twitter and shit. Everybody kept saying Cali. So we, in, I ghetto rig booked the show, you feel me? That bitch ended up getting fucked up because the, the lady that owned the hall didn't end up letting us get the hall for whatever reason, you feel me? So the whole show fucked up. But that was our first time going down through that bitch. What was the turnout? We never did it. <laughs> so you knew that they were fucking with you over there. No, we oh we knew they was fucking with us. We ain't know the hall was fucked up till the, the no, show. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying though. So you knew Kelly's fucking with you guys. Um, so the research, knowing that's based off Twitter at that time, like just knowing like on Twitter that, that that's where they're saying pull up. Now, Social media. What for was sure. the first time that you got there and you actually got to witness it in LA? Yeah, that was uh, the first time we for real came down there. We shot a little vlog and shit. D but do you remember the first time you walked in and, like, you, your first show, though, is what I'm saying? Like, the first time you ever got to actually perform there and, and witness the crowd response to you guys? I never performed in Cali, though. Oh, damn, to this yeah. day. So though, your biggest fan base is there, but you guys haven't got a chance to perform there? Yeah. 
Damn. That's crazy, too, because you would have thought it had been happening, but it's like, you feel me? Yeah. But every time we go down there, they show us love. Niggas get get features, all that shit. I I could never imagine the idea of going to a different state and people, like, knowing who the fuck you are type shit. It's like, you know what I'm I'm saying? For sure they know you at this point. You... I mean, I'm talking about your level, though, where, like, literally you could probably walk the streets and people were pointing you guys out, like, yo, what's up? That's crazy as fuck. Like, uh, and you you felt it more so in De- there than in Detroit, or was it, like, equal as far as the reciprocation? It was more look, because you feel me? In Detroit, nigga be like, you feel me? I go to school with that nigga, you feel me? Like, that's that's big, you feel me? But down there, they they ain't never seen the nigga before. We, like, celebrities for real. Like, they ain't never, like, you ain't never seen, uh... Nikki Nas, you feel me? You see that bitch, you gonna be like, that's big-ass Nikki. You feel me? Yeah. Your guys' reciprocation in L.A. is significant to the point where you can walk the streets and people are recognizing you. It's not even like, yo, they have a show there and that's why they recognize you. You could have been walking the mall and people would have been like, yo, that's not. Did you guys stay stick together at all times? Like, was it uh, did, when you guys are flying out where you guys are working and doing features and shows? Or was there points where, you know, this you're doing your show, you're doing your show type thing? I mean, I can't say we stuck together at all times because, shit, I was out of town every week, you feel me? But I'm not going for a show, <laughs> you feel me? Like, So we ain't always stick together in that regard, but shit, he might be out of town with me too on that, you feel me? I swear, it'll so, just be like whoever feel like yeah, going to do the show whoever feel like hitting some shit or, or going somewhere today, you feel me? We gone to that bitch. Like, we ain't wasn't really a lot to think about with that shit. What was the honesty level in the studio like when you guys are recording music? Like, if somebody's throwing down a bar and maybe it's not the best bar, did you guys keep each other accountable or did you just be like, all right, that's that's what yours is, that's what yours is? I mean, a little bit of both, you yeah, feel it's me? Yeah, it's 50-50 with that. Like, a nigga tell you for sure. Like, if your shit ass, it's a nigga gonna tell sure, you that shit sure, ass. Like, but it, it's, it'd be some times, too, where you just be like, fuck it. it. We might not never use the song, though, you feel me? Yeah. It's always interesting when people are successful outside of music they go into music like you don't have to worry about getting the bag off the music right so you get to do it with kind of more of an ease than being in a struggle position and making the music at the same time but i feel like that always been my problem though because you feel me that's why i ain't never been consistent with rap because you feel me i get into it even when i came home you feel me that was the biggest run i had you feel me the first day out video got like four million right now you feel me but looking at that shit, i was just like the checks wasn't checking for me, you feel me? Like, this is 20000 what, what I'm going to do with this, you feel me? Yeah. I could go out of town and make this, so it's like, you feel me? Fuck that shit. I'm spending so much money on the videos, and I got to show up and shit, you feel me? Fuck that shit. I'd rather spend this money on some other shit. I'd rather spend it living this shit, you feel me? But that's just me, you feel me? What about you, Dave? I mean, I was always more into the rap shit than he was, like, we all have a show. We all be going. We be like, bro, why you ain't coming? He like, I'm on the road today, bro. I can't like so I always been into this shit like more than he like more than he was. But this nigga just like he'll drop one C D and that bitch just go crazy. And it'll just make up for all the time he like lost on that shit. So Yeah. Is there a a, a member of the group that kind of really holds the that sorry, during the time held the glue together? I mean, obviously, you guys are all probably held it together, you know, but was there kind of a, like a leadership role or anybody that really helped move the train forward? I can't say we never had no boss, you feel me? Like, Not a boss, but somebody who was just, like, making sure. Like, when they talk about D12, they always say, like, proof was the glue as far as, like, making sure everything's happening the way it's supposed to happen. 
everybody really played a position with this shit. Like, like it all just came together. You feel me? Like everybody, it wasn't no, I'm a, no delegation. You feel me? Like everybody knew what they needed to do, and it all just worked. You feel me? Like it just happened to work. What do you feel like out of everything that Bang Gang had ever accomplished? What do you feel like was the most notable to you guys? And we didn't accomplish a lot of shit, bro. Like this ain't no regular shit. Like we we didn't did a lot of big shit. For real, for real, as a group and like as solo artists too. It's hard to so, put like one yeah. one thing. You but feel not me? even one thing. Just walk us through some of the things that you look back at and go like, damn, that's something that meant a lot to me, but it was also significant for the Detroit music and music in general. I can say I feel like the first time we performed at a big stage, you feel me? That that felt special to me. You like, feel me? That was big for Detroit. I say making that Cali connection. For real, yeah, for real. We that's, the first ones to go out there and do that for sure. Like that's the biggest thing. That that OTD, we, we kinda, fucking with Project Papa and them niggas. Like yeah. wasn't nobody really doing that shit. Niggas wasn't going out there for real. Like they was reaching out, like, y'all come down here, like we love y'all down here. And nigga, we like two of our mans had got like brand new cars. They had like charger. What they had a charger. Yeah. What else we drive down there? We had drove down there. Like two day drive. We drove down there. Young as hell. Ain't nobody like Probably one or two niggas in the cars had a license. Everybody driving. We drove out. Sure. <laughs> oh, taking bullshit. shifts. And then we drove the whole connection. way. Niggas ain't stopped yeah. getting room, nothing. We taking shifts on the road. You guys built a connection with LA and that helped the commu- connection between Detroit and it LA. It was the Bay first. It was, it was, it was the for Bay. Sure. Okay. It was where we like planted our feet at yeah. and started fucking with niggas. It was the Bay. And they then Cali's so big, it's crazy. You got to even make that distinction, though. You feel yeah, me? But, for sure. You, you got to make that distinction because the Bay is not L.A. And L.A. is not the Bay. So it's a difference. So we're talking about the Bay right now and building the connection with the Bay. And uh, you guys knew the people that were orchestrating the music music in there. Kind of talk about the connections you guys were making with the Bay. I mean, the first nigga we fucked with down there was Project Poppy. You feel me? I ain't gonna lie, we fuck with a lot of niggas down there now. From uh, the boy, you feel me? Uh, they whole group. Shit, thinking man, on the spot thinking. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. But just talking. So you guys are helping build that connection. Now other people in Detroit are seeing that that connection is available, and now you're you're kind of building the medium for that network to happen, right? And so that's a huge thing, obviously. Um, I mean, even um. You know, right now we talk about Atlanta and how there's a connection between Detroit and Atlanta right now. And you guys being kind of one of the guys who started the uh, the Bay connection, which is crazy as hell, too. Um, you guys, pro- like, again, stamped a lot in Detroit and stamped a lot for the movement of how music is getting to this point. When you're witnessing the new wave come out, you know, you're watching T Grizzly come out, you're watching Sada Baby come out, you're watching Vazo getting his shine, getting, you know, the reciprocation that he's earned over time. And um do you guys feel like you're a part of that as far as the level that you expected? Do you feel like you guys are on the Mount Rushmore as far as the Detroit uh Detroit artists that really stamped what it is now? I mean, we for sure is, but they never admit that though. That, man, it don't even it matter. We who really you ask for real though. Yeah, you know, it just depends on who you ask. We really don't give a fuck about that type of shit. Like, we know what we do, we know what we did. Like, you feel we ain't gotta really try to take credit for nothing or nothing like that. Like, it's not really about taking credit. It's it's more so like okay, well, we we were a pivotal point in Detroit music. Right. We definitely was. But like, but it's like that's an opinionated statement though. You feel me? So but like, a lot of niggas do interviews and they be like. 
like their name us as the first people to do a lot of shit. So it's like I don't even want to get on her and just be like, oh yeah, we started this. Like you feel me? It is. Like we ain't got to give ourselves that title. I know, feel like it's know. weird for a nigga to give himself a yeah, title. Yeah, like you can't you me? can't put that label on yourself. You just gotta. Let That's the like a shout out to everybody who does do that on the on the podcast. Probably not to do that anymore. <laughs> like don't yeah, do that. First nigga to do everything. You feel me? Like I think that camera that something's blinking. Yeah, you respect both of their work. So it's like shit. This is the official back. Uh, back on rolling now Official back on rolling now. We were just talking about RJ man And RJ uh, being one of the guys That you guys have worked with One of the Most major producers From Detroit Talk about How you guys started Working out with him And watching his career Progress as well I mean RJ made a He really came up with us, You feel me He was making a lot of beats For us you feel me But that's That's the homie Like for real You feel me Like I call that nigga And be like Hey bro can you Come here for me You feel me yeah, He'd do it You feel me Cause that's the homie For real RJ, our boy, for sure. He tied yeah. in. He TF. Like, RJ had come turn up with us. Like, no music, rap shit, whatever. You feel me? We'd go right. turn up on some shit. You feel me? So yeah. I just feel like I should say something real quick. Beyond the band gang shit, we got the family. That's the label. Like, that's Pootie label. That's his shit, for real. But, like, that's all of us. We stamped that, so. You feel me? We got the family. So RJ is in the family. So that just tell you, like, you feel me? That's our mask for real. Oh yeah, yeah, man. RJ is like uh again, we were just talking about how he's a stamp figure in Detroit. Um, the Detroit producer history, but also Detroit itself. He just didn't I don't feel like he got the credit he thought he would he would get out of what, everything he's put into it. Cuz one time I was like to him, how, how many views do you think you got stream-wise? And he's like probably 100 million. I was like, "RJ, are you crazy? You have probably 500 to a billion streams in total of everything you've ever produced for." That's a crazy number, 500 to a billion, most certainly, bro. You know what I'm saying? To put that much, you can't really com- say any other producer in Detroit. You, there's not so many you can say they compare the numbers with, really. You know what I'm saying? So it's really prolific. It's a prolific amount, man. Um, now talk about, you know, you got the family. Um, how does, what does that differ from banging? Like, what's the difference between that and, like, who are the different people associated with it? I mean, we call ourselves the family too you feel me so like it, it kind of get a little mixed and weird sometimes you feel me yeah. we down there to scambly and but pool you feel me he got the the family as a record label you feel me so it's a lot of people under that umbrella you feel me that might not necessarily be band gang you feel me but it's people that that's damn near band gang that might not be band gang you feel me like sure gang like sure gang and band gang is the same thing but not the same thing at the same time you feel me it's, yeah, because I thought Short Gang was a part somehow. But it is, but it ain't. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> like, Short Gang could go, go drop a whole Short Gang CD, and I wouldn't be on it because I'm not Short Gang. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, I might be on it as a feature, but I wouldn't. As far when the checks came in, I wouldn't get a check. You feel me? Yeah, I hear you. It's so interesting how you were talking about how you were making more money not making music than making music. So, like, it was a demotivating factor in making music. It's like, bro, I'd rather go do this and make the music. So I did remember watching one of your interviews where you said you kind of didn't really ever care about being a rapper in specifics, right? Um, so why do you, why the music, like, what is, is the music supplementary in that aspect or what's keeping you moving on it? Now, what got me back into it now, I'm not going to lie, I seen some of the the bigger artists from the city, you feel me, they numbers, you feel me? I said, fuck it. I'll be in it for a million real quick. You feel me? I'll go for that. Let's see if it works. You feel me? Why not? And if it do, it don't. So I do like three tapes, see what the shit, where the shit go. You feel me? If a nigga can do it, M, why not try it? If it don't, it don't. But if it do, I'll take it for you. 
It's not really free though, right? Like on the label. Damn, they're free. You think? It's like if I get a million dollars for talking, that was damn near free. But the thing is, like, I know everybody talk about talks about these deals and stuff like that. It's like you have to get you have to get the money back, right? It's like almost like a loan. Now that's if you get it off a deal, though. You feel me? But not everybody take a deal. Like when Y and J just showing his shit, and he did what seven fifty by himself. So it's like you feel me? You don't really need a label, but if you had it and you you could take a smaller deal, you don't have to. And then niggas don't be knowing that too. Like they label might offer you a million, you don't gotta take that. They might buy some old your old catalog. You feel me? That might be where the majority of your money coming from. It's a lot of different shit that can go into that. Like the business side too, it's a lot there. Did you guys ever get encountered with a major deal or something that you could you wanted to consider and 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 didn't take the deal? What was the differentiating factor between staying independent and taking the deal? Enough money. Yeah, they weren't <laughs> offering enough cheese. It's six million. We need six million. <laughs> Who's offering six million? They was trying to pay us like as if we was one person. Yeah. Like, that ain't enough. And for them, it makes sense, though, you feel me? Cause, Even more than that. But they not thinking about it like, I'm going to also get six separate albums off of, and this main album, you feel me? Which is really a damn near bargain, you feel me? We really blessing them. It was a blessing and a curse, though, because we done made our own cheese out this shit now. And then, like, a lot of niggas say, like, don't even do, don't even, like, stay independent. You could just keep getting the residuals every month, you feel me? The uh, royalties, I mean, every month. Keep getting them bitches. And so with Pootie, is he helping you guys delegate that decision? He didn't help us delegate a lot of shit. Like, when it comes to the business side, that's kind of where he came in at. Like, we was just doing his rap shit, but, like, he, like, Y'all bullshit. Like, y'all supposed to have this shit in order. So he like, <laughs> he like, let me put this shit together for y'all. So he put this shit together, man, and this this how this how we got here. Yeah. Feel me? Yeah, that's crazy as hell, man. It's like somebody who's just like, get it together with the money side. You guys got everything else going on, but let's get more money out of this and get more exposure out of this. He's the one, he's the one who was partially responsible for the Interscope deal with Skillet Baby, right? That's yeah. My, so, Putin really got a lot of people signed from the city. He one of the biggest niggas as far as that. You feel me? Yeah. Damn, there are too many niggas to name. It's yeah. a list. Now you might not even get credit for all of them. There's niggas you might think of and be like, he ain't had nothing to do with that. And he had something to do with the deal for real. Yeah, it's crazy as hell. Yeah, that's crazy as hell. Three million's a lot, man. I mean, when Skiller got that, I was like, goddamn. You know, it's a lot of responsibility and and stuff like that. Um, and then. Watching you guys as well, you're taking a different route. You took the independent route. You didn't decide to, you know, take it. You needed six million. If you're six people, you need a million per person. Um, and making that decision. And you said, like, Biggs, you were just saying, like, it was better off that because you ended up making making it off the music. Probably made more than what we would have made if we would have took a deal, like, probably. Or, I mean, you never really know. It's like two sides. It's like you flip a coin shit because the label, the label can do shit probably that you don't know how to do. Like, so. Yeah, that too. And then the thing with it, like, if you got a $6 million deal, the way the deals work, you feel me? Like, you would get the upfront cheese from if they bought any of your old catalog, you feel me? You would get that. But then that the millions, that they be split up into different projects, you feel me? Like, your first one, it's, it's called options, you feel me? Like, you might get a $100,000 option for the first tape. Then you, the second tape might be a $300,000 option if they choose to buy another tape. Fourth tape might be a $500,000 option if they choose to buy that tape, but you still locked into the deal for all three tapes. If they choose to hold you at the third one, you just hell, you stuck. Now you got to wait for them to really want to drop your shit, you feel me? You didn't turn in a CD, but they ain't got to drop it till they want to. You lose a lot of control with the label. As long as you making back the money, they going to drop it. But what if your shit fizz out, you feel me? 
they're gonna try to shop you off to somebody else. And then it get a lot. It get complicated with that shit. You feel I, like? I was watching like some interview with uh, what's that dude's name with the no eyebrows? Um, that one rapper, uh, rap, podcast rapper. Man, what the, what's that dude's name? That um, he's like the most famous podcast host. No, no, hip hop. It's a hip hop show. Like, it's the, no, not Gilly. The other one. But he he got like a show on Comedy Central for a little bit with his um dude the most famous one. I'm trying to think of who the most famous one. The most famous one. None of the niggas I bang be having no eyebrows. I swear I'm trying to like. No, the dude with no eyebrows like he's really like um dude the one the most major dude um Sway not Sway but the who's who's next to Sway, bro Sway the most famous. No. Oh. Wait, bro. I don't even think he know who he's no, talking about. No, how do you guys not know who I'm talking about? I'm talking about the dude, like the dude of all dudes when it comes to hip hop. Uh, he, the Breakfast Club. Oh, you oh, talking DJ about Charlemagne? Charlemagne, the guy. Yeah, yes. Charlemagne. He be on niggas' ass too. He yeah. be tripping. Charlemagne. Um, man, I don't even remember why I brought this up. Thinking about who the hell I was thinking about this whole time. What, what the hell were we just talking about before I said that, man? I don't know. You see the nigga with no eyebrows. That nigga got eyebrows. <laughs> <man. laughs> Do you guys watch any of those podcasts or those shows? Yeah, yeah I watch the I know I'm the hottest one, but like, all right, <laughs> put me to the side. All right, who, who are you guys watching? Who are you guys paying attention to? The Lando hip hop lab for sure. That's for sure, Lando. Yeah, Lando's are fire. Lando is like a, more of an exclusive thing where like I think he, um, man, I don't know. He's like getting he's getting hot numbers when when you watch those episodes. He you've been on there probably more than anybody else though, right? Yeah, that's that's my nigga though for real though. Like you yeah. feel me? I call Lando, be like, hey, I'm about to pull up. You feel me? Like that's the homie. Yeah, talk about um, building up with him too, because the hip hop lab and you guys were relatively building at the same exact time. See, we was one of his first interviews, you feel me? Like, he, he ended yeah, up telling me this shit. shit. Like, you feel me? Niggas ain't want to fuck with him. Like, but we end up fucking with him, you feel me? He like, had he, lost his YouTube page and shit. That's what happened. And then he, like, we was still shooting with him. Like, we ain't never stopped. So he would always just show us that love. Yeah. He was a good nigga, though, you feel me? Like, he... Yeah, like, he'd be chilling with us on some regular shit. Like, we ain't even got to be shooting a video. We all just be chilling. For sure. He always been a good nigga. Like, it's some niggas that's just good niggas, you feel me? Building the brand, uh, building each other up at the same time, not even intentionally, but just because of the outcome of you guys both working on music together and watching him proceed. Becoming Anybody like, we fuck with, we fuck with them for real. Like, like, it don't just be, like, on no rap shit. Like, we really fuck with these niggas and we fucking with them for real, you feel me? Like, we done had a couple features, but on the main shit, like, even you, you feel me? Like, you and the family not welcome to it, you feel me? I need my, like... I need something to represent. I need a chain. I yeah, need we should have brought you something up here, man. You should have brought me a chain. Shit, like he said, you were here now, so we'll see you again. Yeah, like 15 carat, something like that. I don't know. Just bring me some type of shit, bro. <laughs> um, nah, I'm serious, man. What's up? Where's my chain at? I, 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 shit, I've done a lot too, man. I'm with the first... PUA money. Right, you got all that PUA money. Hold on, I forgot about that. What money? You, oh, yeah. you told me you'd be a 500000 of it. I was working. I didn't have a job no more. I couldn't shoot music videos anymore. Everybody knows that, and that's why I be trying to tell people with a lot of shit like you build genuine connections. Like you feel me? It go a lot longer, a lot longer and a lot farther. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, for sure, bro. It's a uh, one thing I always tell people is I would rather work with somebody that I generally fuck with that's less talented or whatever, less whatever, versus somebody that I don't really fuck with, but they got all these opportunities lined up. Like you got all these opportunities, but I don't fuck with you as a person. I don't want to be involved in that. I don't care who you can show me or who you can get me to talk to or whatever the fuck. 
I'd rather be around people that I fuck with and less is going on for us or type shit. That's another thing. You guys said a lot of you guys are cousins and stuff like that. Um, I know Lonnie's your cousin too, right? So it makes it way fucking easier. Um, you're living your whole life with this person and then, you know, it's like, let's do something fun together and make music together. Um, talk about what's going on with him and uh, how you guys are maintaining your relationship. I mean, we was all just together like 30 minutes ago, you feel me? Like, that's, yeah. that's family, you feel me? Yeah. And so, like, everything is just another day for you guys as far as com- connecting with the music and making shit happen with the music. Even though you took a two-year break real quick uh, from the music, now it's like it's just like back in action and everybody's on board with whatever projects come out. Yeah, because you feel me? It ain't like we fell out of touch with each other, you feel me? Like, niggas still know each other. We still see each other here and there, you feel me, do some shit. But it's just a lot of shit, too. Like, niggas kind of grew up, too, you feel me? Like, we used to be... We young as hell, we all on the block, because that's what young niggas do, you feel me? Like, just be sitting on the block doing nothing. Like, we chilling that big crib, you feel me? But niggas start getting older, like, running shit, like, doing their own little shit, you feel me? Niggas got families. Like, you feel me? I got a kid. Like, I got to go take care of my kid, you feel me? So a lot of shit kind of changed in that aspect. I'm watching the music scene grow, man. I'm so, like, I'm so psyched about it, because there's another wave kind of coming now. It's crazy. It's another wave coming. It's a whole different group of artists that are exploding that, um, you know, even when you look at somebody like Skilla and stuff like that, or you look at Baby Tron, and you just see the rising of, of the new wave that's coming. Now, RJ has his hands in everything as well, you know, which is cr- kind of like proof in the pudding that the guy is launching people and helping launch people and stuff like that. Are you guys paying attention to the new scene, uh, the, the new wave that's coming? You're obviously going to be a part of it, you know, crossing over into it. Um, talk about what you're seeing and how you're looking at the scene right now. Man, we love it. Shit. A lot of people that's going crazy right now, like, we fuck with and shit like that, so. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I feel like booming them is really, like, our second coming, for real. You feel me? Like, Like our little brothers, they going crazy. The Charge crew. Mainstream is wise, too, though, bro. Mainstream's taking off. That's where female artists are really taking off. I think female artists is the first uh, generation of female artists that are uh, topping the charts over male artists, which is crazy, too, because it's like, we're... Why is it this generation that's doing it, you know, versus the other ones? Well, shit, you got to think. Nikki, rich as hell. Yeah, and then, I ain't going to lie, it was hoes before that, like Lil' Kim. Lil Kim. Like, bitches been on it. Them hoes was really the, the main ones that started yeah. the shit. But when they was popping, they was popping, you feel me? Like, they wasn't like, just a little thing. I feel like time just be repeating itself. Like, somebody come out, do this, then some other shit happen, then this come right back out again, the first thing come back. Like, it's like... It's the same game, just a different face, you feel me? Yeah, for real. What's um, your mindset after you drop the tape, Javar? Like, uh, are you pressing marketing, man, or are you just going to let it do what it does and get back to your own business? <laughs> this, is, this is what I'm going to do, you feel me? Because I really don't care for it that much, you feel me? So I told Pooh, you feel me, I'm going to get you half. You take care of all that part of it, you feel me? Just so I don't have to take care of it, you feel me? And then I'm still giving the beat niggas 30. Now just take my little twenty, you feel me? Because it's not about the cheese. If I wanted to be in it for the cheese, I could spend all the money myself, do it all myself, you feel me? And then I'm still spending the money, you feel me? I'm just not doing it. So it's like, you feel me? I could do this shit all myself and keep it all to myself, but it's like, if I really want to see where it can go, I might as well just see where it can go. You feel me? Then after, if it go where it go, you feel me? Then I know I can do it, you feel me? Then we can start doing some shit for real. Sure, we always said growing up, chances make champions, man. So that's what he on right now. And then you got to think, you feel me? I don't got to get these niggas these percentages, though, you feel me? I'm doing this 
Because I fuck with these people. I want to see them win if I win. You feel me? Yeah. 20% basically, when you're putting in 100% of the effort, really, and the time and, and putting it all together. But you're really just looking out for everybody else, but also seeing what the, how people respond to the music, too. That's really what it is, you feel me? To see if... Because everybody always tell me, like, Lando tell me all the time. He probably tell me the most. Like, you feel me, Rose? If you really try this shit, you can go somewhere with this shit. But shit... Hold on, this is my baby mom. What's up, baby? Yeah. All right. You keep that in there. Fuck it. No, bro, once I said I'm gonna call my lawyer, they were like, all right, let's get this motherfucker out of here. Like, <laughs> okay, you got a lawyer? I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, that's Shit, did your man have a lawyer, though? Mm-hmm. That'd be, uh, the world we can talk about it on air. I don't care to talk about it. We can talk about my, my felony charge. <laughs> what is uh, it? No, I'm not putting any of that shit in there. Um, can you bring that mic closer to you, Jafar? Oh, I got you. Yeah, you can you can drag it too if it's more comfortable for you to bring it up. But yeah, uh, I did, man. I, in 2019, I was shooting a music video with an artist named Ballin B. To kind of run through what happened, basically, I, I never met him in my life, but he sent a thousand dollars for this video shoot. And you know when you get the full payment, you're pulling up wherever, especially when you're an upcoming video director. So I pull up behind his uh, Bentley. And the second I pull up behind his Bentley, I see him walk into my car. And I didn't know if it was him or not because I never met him. Then he hops in my car. Next thing I know, there's police surrounding our vehicle with guns. I'm just sitting. I'm just sitting there like, straps out. Hey, there it straps out, and I'm thinking I'm gonna die. I'm thinking it's a gang that's about. I think we're about to get shot by somebody, but I realize it's the police. So the police search the vehicle. They find a gun in the car. Next thing I know, I'm getting handcuffed. I'm like, all right, bet. B's getting handcuffed. I'm like, all right, bet. We get locked up in a cell together. Then they separate our asses, and I'm locked in a cage with all these other dudes that committed whatever crimes. I get. I, I said, hey, I'm calling my lawyer type shit and i noticed when i said that to the detective he's like fuck because <laughs> he was trying to get some shit out of me and i wouldn't say shit i call my lawyer my my lawyer's telling me to snitch she's like say this and say this and say this and say this i'm like bitch i'm like do you realize i'm surrounded by other motherfuckers when you're telling me to snitch <laughs> not only that if i snitch i'm not leaving here alive so i'm not doing that so i i said uh yeah the detective walked up to me said i'm gonna give you one more chance i said i won't i said i'm not talking to you until i see my lawyer he's like get the fuck out my face son. i said all right I get back in my cage. Literally, 18, less than 18 hours later, I'm out of that bitch. My boy's still stuck in there. I'm like, man, what the fuck? I was actually scared because I was like, he's probably worried. He's probably thinking like I said something because I left and he didn't. Yeah, I had to You said you got right yeah. about that, man. <laughs> nah. Yeah, ain't gonna lie. When you said it and you got to tell the story, I was over here thinking like, God damn. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, I didn't say shit. <laughs> But he got <laughs> two people in the car. He stayed in there. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. he, like, oh, he went home. Nah, I'm I got a call. Getting charged. I got a call from. Uh, <laughs> it was your car. <laughs> I got a call a week later from his number, and he's like, "Did they they let you out too?" I'm like, "Yeah." I was like, "What happened?" He said, like, "I don't know. They dismissed the, the case." I'm like, "All right, bet." He's like, let's get back to shooting music videos. I was like, hell no. I'm like, bitch, I ain't coming back around, yo, man. Listen, I fuck with you, but that's the end of our saga. <laughs> like, we got felony charges. Like, he was hot as hell, boy. Yeah. What the fuck? Everybody, you know what's funny in jail? Everybody has a different story of when you're getting out. People were telling me, you're, getting, you're like, you got two years of probation on you, I swear to God. Yeah. For sure. I ain't gonna lie. Everybody told me everything got to like, man. Yeah, man. And everybody was wrong. Literally, everybody had a different story when I was getting out, and everybody was wrong. But I don't. I ain't gonna lie. I don't know 
why they dropped it? Maybe they ain't had no warning or nothing. You feel me? My uh, cousin who is, has a, a friend that's a cop basically told me that it was an illegal search and seizure. So they knew unless we admitted it, one of us had admitted it, they had no case. So that's why they dropped it. Yeah, they were seeing if one of that's us was going to... That's the corrupt shit they be doing, though, you feel me? Like, hey, let me just break the law and see if a nigga tell on yourself. Yeah. Let me just run up in a nigga house, see if it's some drugs there. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. See if he tell on it to be like, was well, these your drugs? Yeah. It's called fishing, bro. Cops will literally fish it. I got pulled over a couple weeks ago. The cop stops right in front of my car, and he, he comes out, and he starts looking at my car with his flashlight. I was like, what's up, bro? He's like, people are stealing a Cadillac converters and shit. I was making sure you're not one of those dudes. I'm nigga, like, nah, dude, bro. Like what the convert- fuck are you talking about? <laughs> 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 I've been sitting in my car. Bro, there was nobody in the parking lot. Like, what car was I fucking jacking a, a steering wheel from? But cops will fish. Cops will be like, let's see if you snitch. Yeah, I'm sure, like, it's not, it's not, it's another day in the but park. But they be crooked, though, you feel me? They, they search you without nothing, you feel me? They a lie. Be like, you feel me? I read them the rights. I did this, that, and the third, you feel me? He said I could search it. Niggas a lie to death. You feel me? You just gotta. The best thing I like though that I know now about that body cam. But some of them be turning it off. But then that's just gonna be another argument. Why the fuck you turn that bitch off when you? But got they off the be car? beating it. It depends on what judge you go in front yeah, of for, for real. Sure. Cause I ain't gonna lie, a lot of cops like the judges be siding with the cop just off the word. You feel me? Cause it's oh damn, I keep doing that shit. Um yeah, it, it does depend on the judge, which is another part of the corruption too. It's like. Not only is it the cop that can be corrupt, now you're dealing with two forces that don't give a fuck about your outcome. You got a crooked judge and cop. You cook. It's always. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well take that plea. Yeah, bro. That's like that scene in life with Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. Literally, like, they had everything was crooked. Everything was against them. You nigga could, just walked up like, oh, you killed this nigga that I killed, huh? <laughs> man. Somebody got to go for the body. Yeah, bro. That's the fucked up part about any type of city with a little bit of corruption, bro. Like, they can change the whole story and you can spend the rest of your life. And I, I'm about to interview a dude named uh, Marvin Cotton, and he literally was in jail for like 25 years for some shit he did not do, bro. That shit crazy. And he got, he got yeah, he got, he's getting money for it. And you know, I, you can sue him for that legal surgery or too. Oh me? Yeah. Oh, I was gonna, but then I was like, I'm not fucking with Detroit cops because I'm working there a lot. Man. So I knew if I sued, if I did anything, I was like, if you sue them and they keep fucking with you, you gonna sue them again? Nah. Fuck is they talking about? Bro, just like how you guys talking about turning off body cams, you can't. Be, I was shooting. I hope they beat my ass. <laughs> I hope you do. I'm gonna sue you again. You know how much I'm gonna get this time. <laughs> Zero. Yeah, I need a million. What are you talking about? But you know what it's like shooting music videos in Detroit, bro. Like you get leeway yeah. from certain cops and shit like that, so you don't want to like fuck up the business or like take those risks, man. man That's like I'm their own commission it. over there. Cause I ain't gonna lie, we know we be doing it wrong too, cause we don't be getting no uh, permits. yeah, no permits. You feel me? So they can really take us to jail for it. They want to press the issue, mm-hmm. but. I've never had no cop press the issue. At the most, they'd be like, get the fuck on, you feel me? Exactly. Nobody ever presses the fucking issue. But if I just got a million dollar check, fuck you and that video, you feel me? I'm going to get the permit now. Yeah, <laughs> I guess you're right, yeah. I guess you're right in retrospect. Um, I was shooting music videos for since uh, 2012-ish and shit. Like, yeah, I was, man, I was, bro, a lot. Uh, Nolan, uh, I don't know if you guys know 2 Chains' producer. His name's Nolan Presley. He had, um... He had uh, started a thing called Shed Life, and I was shooting all his music videos for his whole tape called Shed Life. And and then um, I shot like eight songs, and he disappeared. And start uh, next time I seen him was on Instagram working for Two Trends. I could not believe it. Then I was working for a lot of people, kind of like suburb rappers, but also Detroit rappers too. 
but they didn't have a no name. Like uh, Bobber Harry, his name is Ricky Bobber now. Murder Matt, he was performing at the Crowfoot a lot. I think these are people, it was weird, bro. It was an illusion at the time, because I didn't know what the Detroit Underground was in 2012, that these were the dudes. That was like, <laughs> all right, it's Eminem, then it's Murder Matt, and it's Bobber Harry. But then I didn't realize, like, nobody knows who those dudes are. <laughs> like, I don't know, not one. They was just Eminem. probably... What they was like signed or something? No, they weren't signed. Oh, they, they were just, just coming up. They were they just people in the like under, battle rap type scene type shit. Yeah, type shit like that, but it was more so like there was no frame of reference to know who how big somebody was at that time in 2012. Like, you didn't know how big anybody really was. Like anybody could say they big, but you don't really know. Yeah, and they were buying views and shit. Like YouTube. right, because if somebody got Ooh. money back then, they could go get a thousand CDs pressed up, and you're gonna think they got something going on. Like, but you know, niggas be still buying views to this day. Yeah, a, yeah, lot niggas, like, a lot of niggas, even some of the biggest niggas in the gang. That's one thing the gang ain't never did though. We yeah, ain't for never sure. like went for that that type of look. But you would never. tell because the nigga shit would go up. He should be at a million, then he should be at a hundred thousand. You feel? Me? Yeah. You be seeing that shit all the time. Motherfucker be like get to writing YouTube on Twitter and shit. Though. What happened? Nah, if you look shit? at their Instagram likes and they got likes <laughs> from like know. Pakistan and shit, it's like all right, man, nobody. Yeah. Like, Motherfuckers <laughs> in the comments from Chinese kitty and shit. Right. Like nigga, niggas out here. Niggas are alright. Can't even speak English. The comment of them are being Chinese too. You feel me? Fuck. Or a nigga about yeah. That nigga don't know shit about what's All going right. on in this video. But <laughs> nice song. Right, like the, the same boss that's, that's, that's posting on Instagram <laughs> talking about uh, come see my page. You feel me? Yeah. You got the same bots on your shit. But I hate them bots that be like, uh, it be the graphic designer yeah. <laughs> and it be the promoter, motherfuckers. I be hate that shit. They be DMing me, bro. From a different they country. Stay on that shit. You, you know, don't try to fish through your DMs and it's so much of that like, shit. I'll blow you your page up. Yeah. Give me, give me three thousand. <laughs> they send you a price list like five hundred. I'd be a whole list of that shit. Yeah. This got to be the same nigga. It's he just a got a hundred bucks. They sending it to each other. It's a script. Yeah. Yeah, they right passing that bitch around. Like y'all don't think we didn't sync this shit? Uh, no, bro, <laughs> nigga, didn't sync this shit already, bro. Bro, man. you need a new one. But some people fall for it. That's the only reason they could be still doing it. They have to be falling for it. Or else, why wouldn't the motherfucker stop doing that type shit? They might just be clanking on that shit, you feel me? It's like when you got a wave that's dead, but you still, or they might be new nigga to the game. Another illusion, I think, of why when I was shooting for those artists and I thought they were big even though they were nobody. No offense, fellas. I know if you see this. No offense, motherfuckers. But you guys were nobodies. But the point, <laughs> <laughs> the point is, another reason I thought they were big and I, it was a um, smokes and mirrors effects is because when Big Sean was popping off, Dog would be like, you know, I'm gonna open up for Big Sean this weekend, bro. Fifty people are opening up for Big Sean this weekend. I heard I it was like a lot time. of open mic shit back then. Mm -hmm. I ain't know about that, but I heard that. Yeah, like, at, you know, fifty different people are opening up for an art. Even today, that happens, right? I'm opening up for T Grizzly, bro. There's twenty artists opening up for T Grizzly, but in the perception of somebody who's outside of the scene, you look at that and go, "Damn, that's crazy. You're opening up for T Grizzly. That's crazy as fuck." So for sure. that and then it depends on what order in that lineup you perform before T Grizzly, you feel me? Or, right. or whoever. Like that if you right that, before then you open it. Yep. But if you twenty niggas ahead, nigga, you the one that paid to perform, you feel me? Like we know it. Yeah. That I always tell people like, you know, try not to trick your yourself into thinking that you're making shit happen when nothing's really happening. Because a lot of people go like I'm a rapper now and now they gotta prove to their family and friends they really are a rapper. They be trying to buy their way into the game, you feel me? Yeah. So that picture with opening up for T might be for them, might be that moment like I'm proving to my family and friends that I'm really doing this shit.
They ain't even seen you perform because they came when the shit said it started. You performed an hour <laughs> before the club opened. You feel me? Yeah. They get you at six o'clock. Motherfucker yeah. comes on at twelve. <laughs> ain't nobody but your people in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hardest part. Then man. they really trick you into that shit because they get your people to buy the tickets. It's all Hell the yeah, twenty they, people. People they had y'all push the tickets. That's yeah. what they be doing. Yeah, that's the whole point. And they get... really be like the promoter, whoever show it is, doing that shit. You feel me? Of course. You think about it like that, right? If you're opening up for somebody, even if it's Big Sean, whatever, I'm telling all my family and friends, yo, the tickets are hundred dollars to get in. I need you guys to come. I need you to pull up on me. They just made two racks off of one artist. You do that with twenty artists. That's whatever. How much math that is? That's a lot of money. That that that's. <laughs> and they charge that nigga to perform too. <laughs> <laughs> so that nobody shows crazy. up. Okay, man. I'll I'll be honest. Like my band, we have to pay. Like I'm in a band. We have to do. Like we have. The motherfuckers would be like, "Do you want to open up? For, um, do you want to perform at our stage?" I'm like, "Yeah, hell yeah. All right, bet. Here's twenty five tickets, ten dollars each." When I'm telling my cousins they don't know any better, I'm like, "You know, we have to pay for those tickets when nobody shows up, right?" Like you, we're not gonna just walk in there and be like nobody came, and we didn't sell we didn't sell no tickets. I'm like we have to get we have to give them two hundred fifty dollars. Right? It's basically that's what you're doing when you pay a promoter. You pay them, they gonna give you a stack of tickets, and you gotta sell them. So basically, you gonna make your money back based off your fan base. If you got thirty five uh, hundred fans, or you feel me, you got a lot of fans that buy all the tickets up, then you gonna make your cheese back. Yeah, or you can yeah. sell them for for more than they sold them to you. You feel right. me? Or you can make some the cheese. Price up like shit. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. You guys probably. Go ahead. I was gonna say, did you guys you guys never had a problem with that? Obviously, you didn't have to fucking bullshit any of that. Most likely, when you're coming out and you're performing, was there already people just standing in line waiting? We've been openers before. Like, yeah, like we didn't open for a nigga for sure. Open for a nigga before. We didn't open up for future. We didn't open up for plenty of niggas. Boosie. A lot of niggas. Was Future, um, was that like a pay type thing, or was it like you guys got invited? Like, how did that work? Well, we knew the person who was throwing it, so he kind of just, you know, I need y'all to come do this type shit. Yeah. Did you guys get to encounter Future? No, we didn't get to encounter. Uh, the only artist I probably think we got to encounter was Boosie. We we rode around with Boosie for the whole day, and we found his studio for him to go record at. Went up there, chill with him. Like we was with him all day that day. Bro, what's that like, man? Because I watch his Instagram and I'm like, man, so Boosie cool as hell, you know. <laughs> he don't give a fuck, bro. He a real nigga. That's why I fuck with real street niggas, bro. That's what you guys had them doing that day? Um, shit, we had the first. First, he had grabbed the Sprinter. Boom. We so we in our, we wasn't in the Sprinter. We was in our own car. So we had went shopping. Oh, we went shopping with the nigga. I think we had went up to uh and the at this time it was the Enjoy Detroit T-shirts. We had went up there. We went shopping with the nigga in there, grabbed some shirts and shit like that. Left there. He was looking for a studio, so we like shit. We got a studio. At this time we was fucking with Get Fresh Studio, so we had took him up to Get Fresh Studio and shit. He was recording, doing features for niggas and shit. Then after that we had went to go do the show, and that was just it. We was that's the uh that's really all we did for real with him. Bro, is this like shit just like how it is on Instagram? Where like there's no filter type shit? Bro, I ain't I ain't gonna say we ain't spend that much time with him to oh, the point yeah, where yeah. like we knew his mannerisms and shit, <laughs> but like I mean that's that's that seems like that's how he is though. <laughs> he definitely crazy cause he was with us, nigga. We some hot ass young ass niggas. He was fucking with us though. He ain't give a fuck. He were like, you, I'm with them niggas. Like Were know, you guys bro. the connect in Detroit at some point where like if anybody's coming from outside, coming here, we're helping them facilitate through the scene? 
no, nah, we ain't never was doing no shit like that. We was like most of the time, if a big artist tap in with us, we was fucking with them ourselves. But we have f- facilitated a lot of shit, like uh, like how we met the uh, made the Gazi connection and the Cali connection and shit. Like we have facilitated shit too, but we don't we don't label ourselves as like niggas who do shit like that. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, <clears throat> dealing with that. Um, what other artists did you guys um open up for? or Were you guys performing with? Like what you mean? Like other big artists, yeah. or like just Detroit artists? Or like what you saying? Like any type of any artist that was any anybody anybody would actually recognize as a substantial. Bro, we did so many shows. Yeah, we bro. did like, a lot of shows. <laughs> we probably did like we up there in them shows. We did a lot of them bitches. We did little little yeah, fake tours. Stay that day too, like we didn't me? really know a lot about putting tours together, but we basically was on tour yeah. at a point in time, like just going state to state. Hitting shit up, hit city. We ain't never city. called it a tour, but you feel me? We yeah, didn't, like we, we ain't never put it together bitches. as a tour, but you should have. We should have called it a tour because yeah. we was just going from city to city. Is this all flight? Like everything is like fly here, fly there. No, we drove to that. Most before. of the time we drove because we'd be with thirty niggas. We ain't about to, like we'd take up a whole plane. So, you feel me? <clears throat> so you guys got multiple vehicles and shit like that, and just heading out and staying at hotels and shit like that, just to get yeah, this music or out. Grab sprinters, rentals, all that. Like we was just getting it out the mud for real. Did you guys budget, or was it like, nah, fuck it, we're living while we're doing this? We was getting money, so we, we, we ain't give a fuck about nothing. <laughs> you feel me? Like, we, we, niggas getting money. We ain't trying to really budget, but like we smarter now because niggas didn't went to jail. Niggas got kids, so like we try to structure shit. A little better now, like knowing what we know, but yeah, because yeah. at the end of the day, there's got to be like a return. You can't be taking a loss from going on tour, right? That'd be my thing. We was taking, you feel me? We <laughs> was taking dumbass losses. We'd be getting paid. We want you to rap, but it's like, bro, we'd be getting paid thirty five hundred and throw the whole thirty five hundred in the club for like, sure. Why did we that motherfucking cashed out uh, birthday party? I was in that bitch throwing hundred dollar bills. You feel me? Like throwing blues. Man, and we had just got back off the road before we even did the show, yeah. so we was turned already. Bro, how do you do that though? Like, I can't imagine. Like, when I was throwing ones at the strip club or at the club, I was like hurt in my stomach. I'm like, yeah, man, I ain't gonna lie. Afterwards, I, I got to thinking about that shit. Like, you feel me? No, I was like throwing fifty bucks. I'm like, damn, bro. Not on fifty hell. bucks though. You feel me, bro? This was like last year. I was hurting about it. I'm like, this is sick. Oh, you was hurting in that way. I thought you said you was hurting yourself. I'm like, you was throwing that shit hard. But no, <laughs> no, no, man. Nah. He, he was hurt about that shit though. No, you can't was, be hurt about the fifty bucks though. You no, feel I'm me? leaving like you that. Because nine times out of they ten, was mad they took at a you, bad bitch there. home with you. You feel me? So it was worth the little money. And what you shit. do? Pay for five dances? Ooh, Fifty me? bucks, bro. When I was talking to RJ about it, he said I got scanned. He said, I said, he said uh, how much did you? Because I got a lap dance or whatever, and I paid like one hundred and sixty dollars to go to the back room with this girl. So I'm in the back room. I don't know what's going on. It's my first time like going to the back room with a girl. She's like, I need one hundred and sixty dollars. I said, all right, but I, I I don't know what's gonna happen. Like I know it's gonna give me, something's gonna happen, and she gave me a dance and left. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were about to say you got some pussy. No, nah, that's what RJ said. He's like, bro, you got scammed, bro. Like you're supposed bro, I to. I wish that would have been one of my for one hundred and sixty dollars. One hundred and sixty dollars, bitch. If you don't, no, no, it was like it was like a four minute thing. I'm proud of that bitch. Like, yeah, bitch, you just got one sixty <laughs> off a <of> dance. <laughs> I don't know. I was like innocent, I guess, about it or whatever. But it, it made me. And then I see people like you, yeah, like throwing hundreds at the stage, bro. Uh, don't don't confuse me, you feel me? I ain't do that shit every time, you feel me? I was just in a good mood. <laughs> yeah, he was tripping that day. But this nigga was like Mr. Blue Strip, though. Like, that's what he was known for. He up that shit. 
all blues every time. But that's like when blues first came out. And then you feel niggas, me? niggas really. get indicted and you feel me? Once you see that paperwork and they taking pictures of all this shit, you be like, nigga, I'll never do that shit again. Now. Swear to God. <laughs> Fuck. Get Only time you see me home. post some shit like that, I'm shooting a music video, you feel me? Like, I would never just do it for no reason. Because if I do it for a music video, I can say I did it for a music video. You see me post that shit for no reason. Oh, you a criminal, you feel me? That's how they look at it. I really do. I, I know that there's Instagram. I know that there's police watching Instagram or whatever the fuck. But I wonder if it's like a, a department in the office in a room with like two computers and people just like literally like scrolling. Or do they do it off their phone? Like, I really wonder, right. is there like, an is investigation Is it a whole unit? fucking Instagram room at the headquarters yeah. or some shit? They for sure got IT departments and shit. I know that, but I don't know if it's a whole Instagram. Department. No, what they probably do is go like, all right, we're after this dude. Let's look what he's doing on Instagram. Versus, like, they're scrolling through each artist's, like, shit trying to see. Man, like, niggas love getting on live. That's what they be catching niggas yeah, at. Yeah, nigga be on live on with live. a switch, 300,000. Every nigga I just seen do that shit down there, they got jammed for that shit. Three hundred thousand might they be an exaggeration, get bro. Get your ass for that shit. Three hundred thousand is too much, bro. Nobody's some, on Instagram there's live. Some niggas with, out here with it for sure. On Instagram live, like I got three hundred thousand dollars right here. That yeah. that would be too much. Bro. I ain't gonna lie. I didn't argue with a fan and got on live and went rack for rack with him for a hundred thousand. You feel me? Until he was ready to quit. But you got money on paper, so you could do that. Like yeah. a lot of niggas and, ain't and got money you on feel paper it? either. Even with that though, you feel me? Yeah. They'd go back and look at it. Like, did for you sure, take it out the sure. bank? Yeah. Let's see then. Show us. Like where this shit come Prove from. Prove it. Then you gotta worry about the IRS too. You got a honey, did you pay the taxes? Man, the IRS is not watching Instagram. You not I... watching Instagram, but uh, the feds watch Instagram and they have forwarded it to the IRS. Man, fuck that, bro. If they can't beat you on the case, that's how they got uh John Gotti, you feel me? The IRS got him. They forwarded it to him because you feel me, they couldn't beat him. Fucking Capone too. Capone? That's what I was talking about. That's what I meant to say. Literally, Al Capone. Tax it, the IRS is like the one government entity you don't fuck with. Yeah, because you can't beat them. You feel me? Like, they don't play that shit. it's all on, on paper. You feel me? How you gonna fake the paper? They're all nerds, man. They got way, they're way yeah. smart about that, about finance. Or that accounting and shit. They look at the numbers like this ain't right. You feel me? You didn't go buy a two hundred dollar rug. Where does that rug from? Show us the receipt. Then they go to get the receipt. They gonna check the receipt. Is this a real receipt? You feel me? They, you gotta have a receipt too. That's what fuck niggas up. If you don't got the receipt, it didn't happen. You could have spent the fifty thousand on your whole tape and shit. You ain't taking no receipt. That's the best thing about technology. Email my receipt to me. I don't want no receipt. Email that bitch to me. Yeah, that's facts, bro. You never lose that shit. That's just. That's just. I, I mean, man, I can't keep incriminating myself okay? as much as I want, to, <laughs> as much as I want to, because I don't got care. Criminal. Hey, this thing is so funny, <laughs> bro. My friend, um, <laughs> my friend used to work for the IRS, and he said that they don't even go for the people with a lot of money. He said they go for the middle class. He's yeah, like, they're the targeting money. Yeah, got yeah, lawyers, yeah, yeah. you can fight. You yeah, feel they got backup. Niggas got accountants that really go through their shit. You feel me? But yeah. middle class, they got just enough money to be worth going after, but they ain't got so much money where they can really beat you in some shit like they they gotta pay their mortgage you feel me nigga make some shit a year but he got bills for real then then low class like what i'm gonna get nothing like i'm gonna tell him he owes some money and he gonna have to go to jail for that shit government gonna end up coming out more money i better stop talking about the irs on camera man about to fuck me up smart as hell he over here loaded with knowledge y'all need it he got it i'll tell y'all this that's the way right here when people join your 5,000, your university, is that shit that they learn, too? 
No, I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, <laughs> here's how you get into trouble. Like, here's how you get out. Don't get into trouble. Like, like you can ask me about shit like that, but you feel me? Yeah. That's that's be some random shit. And I'll be like, all right, you feel me? You know? <laughs> I part- suggest you some books. You feel me? <laughs> that's where you start. Yeah, man. Um, you guys paying attention to um any of the? Are you guys paying attention to any of? The gaming shit that's going on, but I notice a lot of artists are hopping into the game. I fuck with the game and shit. Does it change your perspective on that artist, or do you not care? Because like I'll be watching some of my friends, my rapper friends, like do it, and I'm like, damn, I'm fucking with your music a little bit less because I'm hearing too much of you now. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, it make me talking about you like a live stream and shit. Yeah, yeah. What oh, game yeah, are you yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah. I thought you were just talking level, about like niggas who just I, play I, this I shit. Stop fucking with your music though. On a personal level, you feel me? It's no no offense though. It might be even good, but it's like. I didn't come to watch you do this shit, you feel me? Your page all about gaming now. I I don't really want to watch all this shit. It might even you be can't, you can't make your that be your focus. Yeah, yeah, like if that's your whole me image. Personally, now, I play that bitch, so I gotta ride with my niggas who play the game. Like, I'll fuck with that game, that Call of Duty, that shit hard. But then I don't play it either, you feel me? So my opinion might be different. When when you play Call of Duty, are you streaming it? Oh no, no, I don't be streaming. I should though to get that extra bag, but uh, like niggas like T Grizzly, he say he I done made. Picture you doing? <laughs> I can't. That's the only thing. I just can't picture myself sitting there in front of no screen. Like you be funny as hell when you try to be proper. Sort of hey guy, guys, we're, be, we're on. <laughs> I don't think I got the voice for that shit or nothing. Like I'm not about to say, but I want to do that shit though. If I had, if I had more confidence in doing some shit like that, I'd do it. But like. Cause I play the game, so like it won't be shit for me to just sit there and record myself doing it. Like, but it's just weird. It's kind of weird to me. Like, I don't. I feel like live, all that shit is just kind of weird a little bit. Like, but if you do it, that's how you do it. But it's just kind of weird for, to me. Like where I come from, it just seemed kind of weird a little bit. I ain't gonna lie, I hate live and I hate TikToks. But I always try to pop in and do it just to keep up with the culture. But like, I really don't like it that much. I'm gonna keep it real. TikToks was a hard thing for me to accept too. It's like kind of. It was just too too much for me. It is too much, bro. I'm not about to sit here and make five different clips, put that shit together. You, I, I just make a mil- goddamn music video. You feel me? Like you see big grown ass man. And niggas on this shit, bitch. Like, <laughs> that shit be. Crazy. They going too far with this shit for me. You feel me? Like nigga didn't did a whole skit. Yeah, this nigga shoot true. niggas off off the camera. You feel me? He doing skits and shit. That's shit crazy. Right, you a knowing nigga? He really a gangster. Like, nigga, nigga, street nigga doing TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> yeah, like your music's all about like this hardcore shit, and then you're like, and then you're on the app. It's kind of kind of crazy. That's how I feel about the drill shit though. They they be doing they be dancing, but then like you will hear stories about them. They'll pop your ass, but they the day they video like doing some dances and shit like. You figure, like, back in the day when people were listening to Detroit music and shit like that, they were scared to come to the city to some degree because it sounded so scary. You're listening to scary-ass shit. I was locked up with some niggas that, like, they, they say, like, you feel me? Y'all make that bitch sound like the place to be but the place to not want to be. You feel me? Yeah. Niggas always ask questions when I was in prison. Like, they always be curious about the Detroit music scene. Like, But it's crazy. They loved us in that yeah, bitch, though. They, they love. They show us love. Everywhere, we, everywhere I went, they showed me love. These niggas... I was hearing, we was at the same jail, but on two different sides. 
So I was hearing about them niggas all the way over there where I was at. They like, yeah, they good in that bitch. So I'm like, yeah, for niggas sure. Niggas telling me, hey, your man's BX wildin' over there. <laughs> yeah, I was on bullshit. That nigga in there with the jack, he got the hoes coming through that bitch. He tripping. Hey. I'm like, goddamn, I need to get over to that bitch. You feel me? I was in that bitch fooling, bro. I ain't he just lie. makes we all over to that bitch. We we been in that bitch. You living good. Yeah. Man, that's a different story for a different day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, though. It was lit, though, where I was at. It was lit in that bitch. You told me you had a good time? Had a, I ain't, nah, nah. That, that'd be some weird shit to say. I had a good time in that bitch, but. So a nigga won't want to be in yeah, that bitch. Like, out of all the, all the, all the in places that bitch, to go. He had a great time I compared a, to that shit. I was at a nice spot. That's what they say there. You're like, it was at a cool little spot. So I was at a cool little spot. Why weren't you guys in, uh, you guys were outside of Michigan when you were locked up? Hell yeah. yeah. It's the feds. So they'll see your ass anywhere. It's the feds, you like, Wherever they got room for you at. It's crazy we all ended up together, though. I swear. But they say, like, uh, McKean up in Pennsylvania and shit. That's where we was at in Pennsylvania. Out there by New York and shit on the East Coast. What's the name of the prison? Uh, McKean, yeah, I was about to say they say that's where they send a lot of Detroit niggas to there, Miley, like you know what I'm saying, like you know that you would have sport, whatever city you from, y'all have like a almost like a home base, like where they usually send niggas from your city, they send them there, like probably because everybody can like associate <coughs> with themselves, like it's less drama gonna be involved. Oh yeah, it's definitely all politic and like the inmates, they they definitely running shit more than I ain't gonna say more than the guards, but the guards kind of try to. It's like a respect thing. They try to stay out niggas' business. Like, as long as niggas ain't fighting or stabbing each other up, like, they'll try to... Because you got to think, niggas in that bitch with a hundred years, you feel me? Right. I really stab you in this bitch, you feel me? Like, yeah. So I'm they, not coming home, no way. Right. You going to disrespect me, like, so you, you feel me? disrespect me, nah, I'm just... Fuck it, what are you going to do? I got a hundred years. You, I done sent the nigga get a hundred and twenty years, you feel me? Nigga, sure. he don't give a fuck about nothing no more. He and that bitch <laughs> off the deuce. You feel me? He high as fuck. He don't give a fuck about nothing no more. Some of my friends were telling me, but when they when they went away, they would see people, see people who have like two or three years on their tag, and then all of a sudden now they got twenty years for getting in a fight or something like that. Where like basically you get added time for something you had short amount of time. Now you're you're there for like almost life basically. Hell yeah, it depends. Like when. Like I got caught with a cell phone. They could have charged me and gave me an extra two years for that if they wanted to, but everybody had phones where I was at. So it was like this uh another nigga with a phone, send him to the hall. Get him out of here. Like, the guards didn't really it. give a fuck type shit, or like they were just lenient? Like, no, nah, they ain't give a fuck. And it was a cool ass guard working when I got caught, but it was too many people who seen me get caught, so he like, I can't let you, you feel me? You gotta go. Like but another time I was in there, a nigga tried to set me up with some shit. He put some shit in my cube. Like, he left some shit in my room. So I almost got popped in, but they had ended up letting that shit go because I was only there for, like, a week when that happened. But I had already been running, so niggas was mad. They, like, tried to get me out of there type shit. And then I ain't going to lie. You, you should have sent his ass up through there because... I swear I should have sent them up through there, but that was my first week in prison, bro, so I ain't really know shit. I'm like, man, I'm new here. What's up? I'm a new kid on the block. That's what I'm doing. Man. Move around. Like, that's just it, bro. Like, I'm blessed, so... I'ma do I'm doing me. Like I don't I wasn't finna stop my hustle for what they had going on. And they weren't trying to stop their hustle for what I had going on. But they was on some rat shit, try to get me sent to the hole. That's just But it'd be a lot of them in there, you feel me? No, especially where I was at. That cat boy, oh my god, that bitch was flooded with rats. 
all rats in that bitch. Like, right. but you know, it, you go up to the medium and shit. Where was that? It's like yeah, niggas, it's, I, niggas getting locked and socked over there for that shit. It was weird me? though because it's a. I heard it was a whole rat car at the medium. Like, I don't know. It might have been, but it was just. It was just like I know in my unit a nigga got locked and socked in the doorway for suspecting the rat. Nigga ain't even never seen the nigga paperwork. It's just too but many yeah. niggas said that shit. Once you, you feel me? Once you go up in them levels, depending on where you at. You they'll fuck yeah. you up for that shit. They just getting stabbed in the face in the lunch line and shit. You really could get fucked up for that shit at a camp too. It just depends on who you run into. Like you might run into the wrong nigga who worked his way down and niggas just don't like rats. Like it's certain niggas they just don't like them. Like they will fuck you up for that shit. Like But a nigga with life is. though, he can't get to the camp though. Yeah, That'd a nigga with life thing. a nigga with life can't make it. He what's the lowest a nigga with life? He get like a low? I think a medium low with shit. It was some niggas with, with that where we was at, you feel me? So them niggas, like, they uh, keep going back up because every time they get there, they run into a nigga they just don't like, you feel me? So you couldn't be that worried if you're at that lower level because those guys don't have t much time left to be there, so they're not going to risk their time for you. But if that, so basically, like when you're in that lower level security or the lower level, you're not really worried about the guys with you because they don't want to add time to their shit. If they hurt yeah. you, they don't want to. They don't want to hurt you. you feel but me? if niggas a guy, yeah, 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 niggas be going home. Niggas be short, have a short time and shit. And then like you're that. not dealing with the same nigga forever anyway. You feel right. me? Right. Like niggas with. They, life. This you how they, deal they with these do it based off a point system. So, whatever your points is, like if you under twenty five, you get points. You get, like you get a lot of points for that. Like so. It's a point yeah, system The nature of your crime and shit Yep Like if you got violence You get a lot of points for that So then they send you up to a medium You know what I'm saying So it's like it's I personally I probably did the dumbest shit in history You feel me I got The day I got caught You feel me I'm on the phone I call my bitch I tell her Nigga call Hey grab another like, printer You feel me we, I'm about to hit the road right back When I get back You feel me I need that shit at the crib By the time I get bonded out I'm thinking I'm going home You feel me they didn't revoke the bond. You feel me? They, psh, you not going nowhere. You through. He they was talking about your honor. He on the jail phone. Yeah, I said yeah, on the jail, on jail phone. <laughs> so they all that shit recorded. But shit was hitting so crazy. You feel me? Every swipe was a thousand. We was going crazy. I'm feeling great. You feel me? I'm. That's when we had yeah. that good ass being. We was running. I off remember that, that bitch to this day. Five one nine two six nine, and then five one nine three two two. Them, the Bank of Montreal, you feel me? Yeah, bitch, was it the Canada Bank or something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was ratted off that bitch. That bitch was life. But then, I, the reason I even did so long, though, is because we had a thousand cars in the car. I don't know how you didn't, uh, well, how I didn't do more if you had a hundred and got the two. And I think that what what happened was because I was in Detroit and y'all yeah. niggas was in Indiana. Yeah, Detroit they said this was the first case fuck. they had like that down there. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. So they didn't even know how to try. They didn't even know how to go about that case for real. But that was the first time they ever seen the shit down there. Yeah, so many niggas do fraud up here. It'd be like you feel me? Oh yeah, and they hit you with the mandatory minimum. And they could have hit me with that. Then I'd have been through. You feel me? And I'm stuck. So what you were doing over there, because it was outside of Detroit, was foreign to them. But over here, they already knew how to handle your case because they've been a, they've seen it so much already, seen right. it so often. Yeah, they already knew kind of what they was what they was trying to do, what they wanted to do. <laughs> so that. I just stayed there, like, what the fuck is this? Like, what's it, what did he even do to us? Like, what's he, what's even happening right now? And then that that made it your sentencing less because they didn't know how to delegate your situation. But you know, the feds going points though. You feel me? So I got fourteen points for the money. I got two points for sophisticated means, another two for the device making equipment, 
and it's the base points was six, you feel me? And then I'm in the first category, you feel me? So I I only I went to jail three times, but two of them ended up getting dismissed, mm-hmm. and one of them it was just some weed, you feel me? So I'm in category one. So it's not like I'm a repeat offender, you feel me? So I get the the least punishment out of that. So you go to then you lose three points by taking a plea. If you take a plea, you feel me, you get a sentence of responsibility. There was like a movie like that. This girl's like scamming everybody, man. What's that movie that just came on Netflix, bro? I know what you're talking about. That was a good ass movie. And that yeah. bitch ended up being the man at the end. <laughs> I ain't see that shit. Being a man at the end? No, not a man, the man. Like she ended up uh, like <laughs> I think you said, Oh, she ended up being the man who yeah, 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 yeah. did it. She ended up being in Mexico. She like started her yeah, own thing. It's called like um, something Emily, like anyway, uh, Emily the, Emily the Criminal or something like that. Yeah, I think it's called Emily the Criminal. But yeah, she basically is a movie about a girl who learns how to press uh, credit cards. And uh, was that was that shit realistic? Was that movie realistic to you when you watched it? Partially, you feel me? The only thing is, what it could be because they just made it seem like he had all the bins, you feel me? They didn't go into how he got them. Really, he, he just got them from his mans. So if you got the bin to make it work, it's going to go. It's all about the bin. If the bin hidden, it's going to smack. So boom. Now, the shit about getting a car, like, you feel me? That bitch was just hot. She was an animal. She went in that bitch, swiped the whole beans, and the nigga told her he had, she had 10 minutes. You feel me? Like, that bitch is crazy. That bitch swiped the beans. Yeah. Hey, y'all got to put me up to that, so. It's, <laughs> it's a movie. It's bitch. called the Emily the Criminal. Yeah. It's basically then, about a girl who like, broke like, Every black card I'd never had never worked, though, so it's like, you feel me? Black Niggas cards? be thinking, like, you, you get that black card black being... Black, no, she, well, me, yeah. Yeah, yeah I done tried like, everything, you yo. feel me? <laughs> but a black card, it's so much security on that bitch. You're not about to just go get gift cards with no black card. Definitely oh, yeah. Somebody, yeah, this is a scam. Yeah, because that's an unlimited, right? Like, you can charge whatever on a black card. Yeah, but your ass want a $100 gift card. You got that shit on the app before you even spend anything off that bitch. But black you know card. what they go off? They go off spending patterns, too, you feel me? So if, if I was wiser back then, what I would have did was see... You know, cause you call the bank and see what my last transactions was. I would have went and saw what that was, and then made the duplicate transaction, went back to the same place and swiped there, and everything would have went through. But me not knowing what I know now, you feel me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got my shit stolen like last year, and all they did was go to fucking um, Panera Bread. I was like, man, you stole. You got some. I had my card, bro. The, hey, here's the trippy part, though, bro. My card was in my pocket. So like I'm getting charge, yeah I'm getting charges and I'm sitting there going like, bro Panera Bread, uh that bookstore, what's that most famous bookstore, <laughs> Barnes and Nobles. Bro, we used to do shit like that just to see if the car worked though first. Before we hit the big store, we'd go play around and see if that bitch hit. But not with them them fire bitches. I ain't not with gonna the lie. fire bin, You get but... that fire, you going straight to the the you feel me to that shit. Yeah, but... they tested the last charge I had was the gas station. And then I went into overdraft because I don't keep money in my account like that. So, like, once that happened, that's when it stopped. <coughs> but I literally called my bank and I was like, come on, bro, I'm not in Indiana. Like, clearly I'm not in Indiana. Why didn't you guys call me, bro? Like, clearly I'm not. Yeah, they did. <laughs> but, like, my last charge was in over here. And then literally two minutes later, it's in Indiana. You call me, bro. Like, clearly I'm not fucking Panera Bird in, in, in Indiana right now. 
But uh, that's, that mean your bin was good though. Like your shit was sweet. You feel me? Like, maybe you should look into that. <laughs> yeah, it had hundred and fifty dollars on it. Yeah, it was chilling. <laughs> they got they got every single dollar out of that bitch. But no, the bank gave it back instantly. With black cards though, you you're right. There there's no way you can just go off on it. I ain't gonna say no way. It's always a way. It's a wheel. It's a way. It's just do you know the way? You feel me? Yeah. You ever seen the movie Plastic? It's all about that type of shit. They do high level fraud in that shit. You feel me? It's like it's a different. So you got to worry about the fraud risk score. So what they was doing, and this is based on the true story, you feel me? Niggas then really went crazy. They did like $3 million in fraud in like a week because the bitch worked at like American Express or some crazy shit. So she had all the card numbers and she could see what the niggas' history was. So they just went to the correct places, you feel me? The right type of transactions. And it went through because of that reason. Because, you know, they go on fraud risk score based on where you did it at, like, is that in the same zip code, is in the same area as the real car holder? Is it something they might really purchase, you feel me? Mm. And if it matched that criteria, it'll go through. But, yeah, it's a lot of shit that go into that. Now that you know they got the chip and shit, you, but they can get past that. And they, niggas do startups now, you feel me? You might order a whole new car, you feel me? Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of fraud prevention now. It's, like, crazy. Even with Cash App, it's, like, you can't even... It's really hard to... Hack somebody's cash app because you need a face detection in order for them to fucking to act, even access their account. So even if you have the card, you can lock it, and then um, somebody could try to charge and you. Would see right away somebody's trying to charge my account. My shit's locked, and nobody can really get it unless they have face detection. Even if they steal your phone, you know what I'm saying? The the way I would hypothetically think to work around that, you feel me? Just get a whole another phone, log in on that. You feel me? You had to do account takeover. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But if a nigga Nigga hit your SIM card, you feel me? He take over your phone for real. So Damn. when they send the code to reset the shit, it's going to go to him. So you feel me? He get in your email first, then go to whatever he wanted to go through for that. Nigga really ain't going to hit a cash app, but your bank more likely would be what he would hit. But yeah. it's possible. You would never say it ain't possible. Yeah, yeah. No, I guess from talking to you, it's, I guess everything's possible when it comes to scamming shit. It like, is. It's just how much is in your cash app? Is it worth it? It probably ain't, you feel me? Yeah, people keep like $100, $200 in that bitch. Like a count takeover is expensive, you feel me? Nigga ain't about to do that for no reason. Yeah, man. Yeah, wow. Uh, is that, so those are the most, that was the most prominent um, scammer movie you've ever seen was like Plastic and uh, Emily the Criminal, as far as like accuracy is concerned and shit. Yeah, that's, um, that's a scary time, bro, because I get the messages all the time like, you won, and I also get like... Uh, <laughs> Nah, people be like, send me your cash app. Um, if you win, you know what people are doing now? They yeah, make you like fill, they, they fill out a pump. You want a Ferrari? He's in the back. <laughs> nah, the one that actually got me. The only time I I got tricked is somebody was like, yo, nobody's getting this question right, and it's something about how many stripes does a zebra have or some shit. And he's like, if you get it right, I'll give you fifty dollars on cash app. I was like, man, fuck it. <laughs> man, I don't know what he you was didn't trying Googled to do. That shit, thought you got a ham. You talking? Oh yeah. Yeah, good. I was like, I'm, I'm sure I'm one of the only ones that knows this. Um. But, like, what the fuck could he do if I send him my cash app tag? Like, what the hell can he even do with my cash app tag? I ain't gonna lie. I almost got got before. But this was in high school, you feel me? This was before, or, like, the first couple of years of high school. So this, but this might have been middle school for real. But this was before I knew about jug, you feel me? Or I knew about jug. I didn't know this jug. A nigga was saying the, the MCA shit. He was saying, like, hey, this bitch I got, you feel me? She about to turn my 500 into 5,000. You feel me? You need to fuck with me on the shit. I'm listening to the shit. I'm like, 
sound good. <laughs> However, he was telling me, he just made it sound good. And him, he really lied. You feel me? He said, I already did it. It's good. But then I asked the nigga a week from later, he told me, man, fuck that bitch. <laughs> but he making it seem like this is his little bitch, though. You feel me? Like he know this bitch. You don't know that bitch. That bitch scammed the fuck out you. Bro, one person who did that was uh, this comedian named Reggie Baby in Chicago. Funniest motherfucker on it. Reggie Baby was the funniest person on Instagram, hands down. I don't give Reggie fuck Baby, follow me on that bitch. He funny as hell. Bro, do you remember his skits when he was like first coming out? Yeah, hell yeah. Just running around with Future of Chicago making the funniest I, the skits. The thing I like most about him is that he, he keep a group of people with him. So he get everybody opportunities mm-hmm. like as he going. Yeah, everybody that was making skits with him, he would, like, tag, and everybody would blow up together. But he was going... Bro, he basically had four different Instagram accounts. He got them all to a million. That's how funny he was. But I think he's in jail now, unfortunately. I don't know. They're saying free him and all that. But, bro, like, I do remember when he was doing the cash flips. I was like, damn, bro. Like, you don't need to do that. You were <laughs> He the was high- doing cash flips on his page. Bro, his story <laughs> is pay- He was on that TJXC. Yeah. yeah. I fuck with him super, super heavy, though, because he would always promote me for, like, $100. He'd be like, give me $100, I'll promote you. And he would do it. Cause he fucked with Scoob, so like he knew me and Scoob were close. So he's like, "I'll fuck with you. Like I'm not gonna fuck you over. I got you." So um, he got he started doing the craziest cash flips ever, bro. Like every day, like every day doing cash flips, and then his comments would get loaded. Like, "Yo, don't fucking fuck with him. Don't fuck with him." But I was always confused because like, dude, you're doing so good. But it might have even been a nigga paying him for promo though. You feel me? That's true too. That's true too. Um, but in any case, Instagram was watching that shit, so they they kept deleting his fucking page. That was the only person I've seen in my life that made four different Instagram pages that each one reached a million. Authentic, not fucking fake followers, not fake bodies and shit like Harry that. Page reached a million. He I was an animal, though. He was doing that <laughs> on his own baby? shit. Oh, my yeah. God. He was killing, bro. He was the funniest motherfucker on the face of this planet. But cash flips were fucking everybody out, bro. Like, if it wasn't working, people wouldn't have kept posting it. People, oh, it, it was working for sure. Yeah, 500 to 1,000. Jack Funny blew up off that. Jack Funny made that skit about... Um, Man, he said, hey, you got to chase gang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, gang. Hey, gang. Yeah. <laughs> and then he walks away, like, when he's like, what, what is it? Like, what are you about to do for me? And he walks away. Yeah, he's like... <laughs> like, the reverse psychology shit all over. But then come back, though. You really fuck with really hard niggas be, though. Hey, well, let me fuck with that bitch for real. <laughs> um. Yeah, I said, you got your auntie shit. shit. Yeah, he said that was based on a true story. He was on the podcast. He's like, that was a true story. He's like, my friend was trying to get me some money at the um, Chase account. He said they never ended up getting it. No. But at, end, at the end of his I skit. I hating them niggas that always oh, say they can do some shit. Can't That's as really as mans can do the shit. You feel me? <laughs> All right. No, now the, listen, not only did you not get the money, but now the police are watching your ass. So it's like, double fuck you on, on any friend that gets you involved in that shit. When you, did you guys ever go into like legal ventures as far as like did you establish a business that had nothing to do with anything and just like was like all right let's clean it, let's let's start new let's start fresh and get some brick and mortars up some businesses up definitely we got hella businesses we invested in shit like you mean like as far as like investing and shit like that yeah man this nigga that made money together doing stocks all type of shit like cribs you know what I'm saying so, yeah he got a couple cribs I got a couple cribs. Shit, you know, yeah. We ain't made no money together in that though. I was saying we made money together doing stocks and shit like that. Okay, so you guys knew what uh, places to invest in and shit like that. Yeah. At the time, investing is really. I mean, it's you can day trade and shit, but investing really long term. You feel me? Like when I get some money for in that shit, I still just be leaving that shit in there for the most part. You feel me? 
Because in 30 well, we years, really, when you get that payback. We got business, bank accounts, yeah. all that type of shit. Like, we, we on top of our shit, for sure. Yeah, they say, like, if you if you put, like, 10000 in Coca-Cola right now, then, like, in 20 years, you're going to see a return. It's like, all right. Coca-Cola probably nah, not, because Coca-Cola be doing is an no established company. Well, I don't be doing no shit like that. I be going for the shit that's popping, like, that shit about to bubble right now. Yeah, I'm about you want to the shit that's going to be some shit in 20 years. Coca-Cola is an yeah. established company. They they the top two, them and Pepsi, in the market, you feel me? They have all the market share. All they can do from there is lose market share. Coke is not going to overtake Pepsi or Pepsi not going to overtake Coke but it's going to be some competitors that come in and try to eat up Dave market share and that's who you invest in yeah cause Cause what's going to end up happening Coke or Pepsi is going to buy them like that's what happened with Monster that's what happened with all the the little drink companies you get enough money they bag is so deep they just going to get you out the way you feel me to keep that market share to keep being top two but you can't be top one. If you top one, you feel me? You got too much control. The government will come in and break you up. So basically, you feel me? It's best to even just leave it at top two. So when you guys are watching, like, uh, what's that dude's name that, like, literally, um, Madoff? Madoff. Madoff. So do you, when you look at somebody like that, do you kind of have, like, an idolization to some degree? Like, damn, that's legendary? Or do you go, like, nah, fuck that's that That's a dude. different type of fraud, though. That's a Ponzi scheme. It's like, you got to really... Real niggas in and keep them in and shit. It's like he did 60, 40 to 60 billion in fraud. You feel me? Yeah, people paying him or something. He was investing people money supposedly in the stocks, but never bought the stocks. Oh, yeah. He's in the beginning, beginning, he did invest in stocks. You feel me? But then he ended up, I guess, losing some money and then just kept telling niggas they was making the money because you know, with stocks, it's long term. Niggas leaving their money in there for 30 years, but then when nigga want his money out, he'll go get a bigger nigga with even more money, right. give him his money. But you feel me? So it's not even that he made sixty billion. A lot of niggas' money got sent to other niggas. You feel me? Mm. He just like worked his way to his food chain up with like a bigger bag each yeah. time, right? Yeah, yeah. But you got to keep getting a bigger bag to even to get, yeah to keep going up the ladder. Like the last nigga want his four billion dollars back. You need a nigga with ten billion dollars now. But you just living the lifestyle in the meantime. You feel me? Like he for sure spent hundreds of millions of dollars, but he didn't have sixty billion in cash that he just put for himself yeah cause he's giving that back to other people that yeah. a lot of money. people got made whole for real like they make it seem like they didn't but they did so for you you can't appreciate it cause it's a Ponzi scheme more so than like an no. actual scam it, it just scam. ain't my type of scam it didn't, yeah. wasn't what I was doing you feel me yeah. I didn't do Ponzi schemes so you feel me like a nigga make a song about Ponzi scams it's not my type <laughs> of music you feel me yeah but if you rapping about yeah I just hit the bank for ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm be okay. did you get involved in crypto to to a certain extent, like you feel me, I always been fucking with Bitcoin because you know in the fraud world you gonna use Bitcoin and Monero for for the most part. You feel me? But as far as an investment, I never did it as an investment because you feel me. I know what the fuck it is. You feel me? Like it's a fiat currency. Like hold no value for real. Like if, it only has value because people bought it. It's like the dollar. You feel me? But would the government ever let this be bigger than the dollar? Probably not. They come in and regulate it. That that was that was another dude who got like took all everybody's. How much money did he that motherfucker steal? That new dude. Oh, uh, what the fuck is his name? For, uh, breaking free. Breaking free. Yeah. Yeah, he stole like he was like having sex parties and shit. I don't know what he was doing, man. But he stole like billions and billions of dollars in crypto, man. You see him on live stream on all of Zoom.
And it was really his bitch that lost all the money in them badass investments. She acting like she a trader. That bitch then went and bought all boo-boo. Yeah, she lost all that nigga paper. Yeah, but it wasn't even his paper. It's the company paper. Oh, he had a company. <laughs> you know? But he wasn't supposed to be... Like, that's really illegal as fuck for you to oh. take other people's money and invest it. Okay. You feel me? Like, they didn't give it to him to invest. It was the exchange money, you feel me? Like, it's just... You know how we be having a wallet. We put our money on the wallet. They taking the money out of niggas' wallets. Niggas thinking their money's still there. He taking this shit and investing this shit. He trying to flip it and give it back to him the whole time he fucked the bag up. But Alameda was his bitch, though. That wasn't him. That was his bitch. But it's illegal to, like, she too close to him to do that business transaction, you feel me? Like, that's illegal as fuck in that type of world. Yeah. Man, that dude was living the life until that moment, man, where they caught him up in trial. Yeah. That yeah. shit really illegal on like 10 different levels, you feel me? Like, <laughs> yeah, for like sure. Like, he's gonna go to jail for the rest of his lifetime. And then he's taking rich ass niggas' money. They mad as fuck, you feel me? Like, even Kevin, Kevin O'Leary, you feel me? Like, but he trying to save ass right now, but he know he wrong as hell, too. That's the only reason he ain't mad about the shit. And then he only put in the money they gave him. They paid the nigga, like, a couple million to do this shit. He lost that money, so he ain't really mad. But he told a whole bunch of other niggas to get in. They money got lost, and they didn't get paid no money. So you feel me? That's the problem. Yeah, that's how niggas seeing it. He's accountable for that. But he's not legally accountable for it. Because he, he didn't know it was a scam, you feel me? It's... When I seen him in court, it was so weird because you know how successful he is, a billionaire and shit. And then when they, when the judges and shit were talking to him, they were talking to him like he was nothing. They're like cutting him off and shit. Like hurry up, like make your statement, and like move on and shit. Like that. was that court or was that a hearing? Oh, a not, hearing, not yeah, a hearing. Yeah, not, yeah. Uh, like whatever, a Senate hearing. You feel me? That's not the same though. Whatever the hell it is, basically, is like they the people who are facilitating it did not give a damn that that's Kevin O'Leary. Like they don't give yeah. a fuck about how much money. Well, like that shit really be for show though. I ain't gonna lie. Like they had the Facebook niggas and hearings and all that type of shit. They always have nigga in a hearing. They had Donald Trump in hearings trying to get him uh, through out of office. Like, come, it's a hearing. Niggas ain't facing no charges. Charges is what matter. If a nigga faces some charges, then his ass on camera, okay, you feel me? And the hearing ain't shit. That's the scariest part about social media today is that when you go to, if you go to court, anybody can say you did something, right? And you got to go to court for it, and they put that shit all in the media, and at the end of the day, you're innocent. And by the end of the day, but you still got heard about that charge, though. People still heard that, that that's what that charge was for. So you got to walk through that whole fucking segment being innocent until you get out, like Kobe type shit. Yeah. Like if somebody put, you raped a bitch on you, you feel me? Like Niggas would be like, damn, he out here raping bitches. Right. Bro, out here raping you bitches, you feel me? Not raping bitches. Uh, yeah. Johnny Depp said. Yeah. Johnny yeah, Depp got, man, Johnny Depp, think about it, bro. Johnny Depp dodged a fucking, like, bro, damn. He, yeah, but that he was did. his fault. That bitch was shitting in your bed and he was still fucking with <laughs> her, you feel me? <laughs> that bitch was shitting in his bed. Bro, that bitch got mad at that, that nigga shitting his bed. Bruh. <laughs> and he, he said he laughed at the shit, but he like, you feel me? This bitch gross. was a maniac the whole time. I wouldn't even I want to depress I would never just want to see her again after that. Like, I don't care about no charges. But he I see that water behind you, bro. Yeah. That bitch just had me because I'd have really beat her ass. You feel me? <laughs> but Johnny Depp saved all of our asses because he proved that, like, yo, just because these girls are making these accusations, those yeah. do not mean it it's true. It don't mean it's true. You feel yeah. me? Exactly. Like, that bitch is a sociopath, though. You feel me? You can have a makeup artist put a fake 
You got your ass beat on you, you feel me? Allegedly. Uh, uh, bitch, don't sue me, you feel me? <laughs> But she, you feel me? Think, bro, even if she man, she's looking for like millions right now. She she's screwed. Like, well, she's, then she fucking the other rich. She fucking Elon Musk though. You feel me? She's smart. This nigga that went and bought the lawyer for the trial. She's smart as hell. Like, no, that's what I would do. Oh, like, Elon bought her the lawyer. I ain't know Elon. He, he hitting her the whole time. She married to this nigga. He cracking her though. Yeah. Okay, that's why she don't give a fuck. She like, man, I'm good. I'm straight either way. But it's like, why is you still trying to take this nigga paper though? If that's what you yeah, want. Nah, she was on demon time though. She went to right. the nigga, you feel me? Like, you going for the nigga throat. You trying. He got to be a bitch beater, though. Yeah, he was Man, you too. can't just leave a nigga alone. And this nigga got big-ass movie deals. Like, she ain't care about none of that. She Fuck like, all that up. Bro, she could have been making money with him instead of getting sued by him at the end of the day. But every, she was probably just following the trend, like, yo, I could just say some shit. And everybody's going to listen, and I can make millions. She off was trying to make herself bigger, you feel me? Yeah. Because it made her seem like a victim, not everybody on your side. Like, look at Kobe, bro. Kobe was, like, one of the first motherfuckers to have to deal with that at that scale and at the fame level he was at, but he got he he, he got out somehow. Like, he didn't... Even even when it was happening, nobody was stopped watching Kobe. Like, that's how great that motherfucker was. Like, I'm still going to watch Kobe. I don't give a fuck what happened. Tiger Woods, nobody gave a fuck. Like, I'm still going to watch him. He's that great. White people was mad about Tiger Woods. They <laughs> <laughs> was mad. That nigga lost so many endorsement deals. Yeah, he got, he got fucked. But, yeah, like, at the same time, he's still rich as hell. It's just, like, the publicity part of it. Like, damn, like, Will Smith, right? Like, his publicity went major down after that shit. Like, for him now, he It's whenever a- you're dealing with white people. Cause white people care about little dumb shit like that. Nigga don't give a fuck about you just beat this bitch up or none of that. You feel me? He's no, not getting slapping, canceled in the hood. When he slapped Chris Rock, though, that was like, uh, did you watch Fresh Prince the same after that? I did not. I did. I don't give a fuck. I he slapped that I nigga. I still watch that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. It was kind of just like, damn, Will, I thought you were a G. Like, you could hold your composure type shit. Like, I mean, that was some weird shit, but it's like, the movie's still good. You feel me? His movies is good as fuck. His movies is I good. I watch I'm Legend and be like, that was good as fuck. You feel <laughs> me? I don't think shit about that man getting slapped. Yeah. And honestly, you just let this man slap you. You feel me? Like, shit, you the one went out bad. This Chris nigga Ro- slapping shit. Chris Rock couldn't do nothing to respond to that. If he had done anything, he would have been fucked just as fucked as Will Smith for sure. You, bro, yeah. This he- man came and slapped me. I beat his ass. <laughs> nothing. I'm not. Ain't shit happening. <laughs> Will Smith. Will Smith, but that's nah, not the point. I seen Chris I Rock. wasn't going out like that. You feel me? Win, lose, or draw. We fighting on stage. Yeah. First of all, you didn't came up there all tough and shit. I didn't. All right, nigga. I seen you coming from all yeah. the way out there. You <laughs> weren't smiling, walking up and shit. You all coming right. up like. Yeah, <laughs> I got to beat your ass on stage. That nigga said, "Keep my wife name." Oh, that nigga was going crazy. Yeah, nah. <laughs> That's what I would have done though. If it was me, yeah, I would have done that. Part. You would have. Oh, you would have. I would have got back on the mic. And your wife be sucking <laughs> dick, and everybody know it, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk about that, crazy, nigga. Right there. Yeah. yeah, fuck is he talking about? Yeah, that's what he should have did. I was I was embarrassed for Will and the whole thing with uh, her fucking that kid, man. Oh, that younger dude, whatever his name was. Oh yeah, that was foul as hell too. Bro, I'm man. not going. This is just my thought. I think they was all fucking together. They was I, all in on that shit. They was all in on that shit for sure. Probably I don't know. So. That's kind of that's kind of out there. Cause he handled it very like he ain't really. Yeah, I fuck. ain't tripping. That's my bitch. You feel me? It is what it is. Because Y'all don't need to know. There. It was out there. Wait, he did. If you watched the Red Table interview, which I don't know why they did it, it's basically her TV show. She had Will Smith, but it was on. like she was yeah, like she was telling him mm-hmm. like I did this. Yes, and what he kept doing, which I know is why he was mad about the situation. He kept saying, "Yeah, but we were broken up at the time, right?" 
when you fucked him, we weren't together, right? Like right. he kept like trying to make her reiterate that part. What, what happened? Yeah, because yeah. you trying to make me go out bad. You feel right. me? Yeah, that's what I would have done. I would be like, listen, bitch, I know you cheated on me, but when we're on TV, <laughs> bitch, we why not- you? I would have been like, bitch, you better not even go in there and say that. Like, <laughs> I'll sit your ass down somewhere. Now, I ain't gonna lie, everybody knew it though, so it's like you feel me. They, she was just trying to put it on the flow type shit, but she yeah. wouldn't buy it wrong. You feel me? Bro, they wouldn't buy it for the views. Exactly, which is really fucking weird. My girl's doing some shit like that. That's the problem with having celebrity like relationships. It's like everything is fucking weird, bro. You never but they got an open relationship real, though, don't they? Hmm? Don't they got an open relationship? So he allowed to have his little bitches, and she allowed to have her little niggas. I mean, now they do. I don't think at the time people knew that. Like uh, Stephen Curry, after uh, his girl started talking about whatever she was saying on the internet, then all of a sudden, oh, we're in an open relationship. By the way. Like that's what st- how they put it out there. It's like oh, right. I ain't gonna lie, yeah. Steph got too much paper. I do what, bitch. You in an open what, bitch? <laughs> I go get ten more. Of you right now? No, but his wife is bad, son. Yeah, for like, sure. His wife is. I'm sure niggas falling head over heels for that bitch. You feel me? Yeah. I... Niggas a trick heavy on that bitch. <laughs> but it's like shit. You can't trick Stephen Curry. I'm wife. Steph Curry though. You feel me? Yeah, like he's too rich to. St- I make a whole nother you, bitch. I go take a bitch that look like you, get her the ass in the titties, and we will be there. You feel me? Oh, Kanye shit. Kanye yeah. so he done made so many kims, nigga. He done made four kims. That nigga go buy a bitch fast. Quick, Man. even if a bitch just look a little bit lighter, like the new bitch, she ain't got the ass in a month. She might. Mm. You feel me? Yeah, he can blow. And a mansion. <laughs> he was doing shit. It was out of nowhere, bro. Like one day you just open it up, like he's engaged, like damn, or married now. I was like, damn, bro. That type of money do. He said you can't buy love. He said I'll show you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who? Uh, Justin Bieber did that too. Justin Bieber like was dating. He was Selena Gomez or something, and then now he has like he had a completely different girl. Like three months after they broke up, I'm like. That don't make no sense, bro. I couldn't have been in love with somebody for that long and then found somebody new to just marry. Because why didn't you marry the first girl then? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it don't make no because sense. Because you didn't found out you hated this bitch for real the whole time. <laughs> you got to know this bitch. And then the next bitch sounds so refreshing, you feel me? Yeah. you like, you nothing like this bitch. Yeah. All the time, you probably don't like that bitch either, for real. You ever have a girl be completely honest with you about, like, when you're hooking up and she's like, I'm like, yeah, I just got off a breakup. She's like, yeah, I know new pussy's always better. And I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah, thank you for admitting that. Like, well, you know, I ain't gonna speak on too much, but you feel me? Like, I'm honest with bitches. Like, you feel me? Like, mm. I can tell a bitch, like, you feel me? I still fuck with my baby mama for real. Bitch, be like, okay, I don't want to fuck with her too. You feel me? <laughs> it happened a lot. You feel me? Like, it, for sure. No, yeah, you lived a lucky lifestyle, man. Because when she, when Pretty Bear was on here, she was talking about the threesome lifestyle. I'm like, damn, I wish. I, I almost had a threesome once, but it got canceled midway through. Like, as it was happening. Oh, I got not sh- midway through. I'd have been irritated. I was, man. It was happening. Like, it was all going down. And then the girl on top of me was like, you can't. She's like, you can't fuck her. I said, you can't. And I'm like, what? You, we, yeah, I just stopped fucking got with this her. Far. Nah, because I fucked with her too much to do that. I want, yeah. I got, I'm not going to, I'm not, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to leave that in there. But yeah, it, it fucked up the whole thing. Like, getting, my dick sucked by two different girls for my first time in my life. And then the bitch canceled mid- midway through. She said, no, I ain't gonna lie, I'd still counted it. You feel me? Oh, I swear <laughs> that bitch called you. I got double happened. neck, you feel <laughs> me? Yeah. All right, but it's that just like, I'll you ain't it. go all the way there, you feel me? Like, you ain't had the best one, but. <laughs> right, yeah, it wasn't the best, but it come, my nigga. You got that. You know, somebody, I told one of my friends about that situation, and he said to me, the reason she did that is because you didn't take enough control. He's like, if you had taken more control and made her feel more comfortable, then, like, it would have been. 
Like, it would have went all the way there. What type of bitch you got though? You feel for me? sure, for sure. Cause, Cause some bitches like bitches, like so yeah. they they take care of everything. You don't gotta worry about nothing. Yeah, you like Bray like bitches though. You feel me? So she get a bitch, she like the bitch. You feel me? Like the bitch bad, but it's other bitches that I didn't have bitches that didn't like bitches. So it's like kind of weird for them type shit. You feel me? Mm-hmm. We didn't fuck bitches that didn't really like bitches. Like I didn't brought the bitch to the table. She just want to fuck me, but she willing to fuck with her if I say so. You feel me? Yeah. What kind of superpowers so, do you motherfuckers have? This is <laughs> <laughs> it's a superpower shit. Yeah, nah, I'm not living like that, man. I'm yeah, like, it's what you do. You remember when you said you made that 500 off that PUA? You feel me? You, that, they just gotta know you did. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> Make it look good. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Because I remember when I used to dress like I used to buy like clothes from like Walmart and shit. Not because I couldn't afford more, but just that's because I thought what clothes it was. I was like, all right, fuck it. Like, where else am I gonna go? I don't know. Summer said, I be like that too. You feel me? Yeah. Like but, you can be that nigga and they can know you that nigga. Like it's being that nigga is in you. You ain't even gotta have no paper first of all. You feel me? But being that nigga with the paper and you fucking bitches right. You feel me? Like bitch, it's over with. You so without money, it's you your world. So without money, you can still yeah. A bitch gotta like you. If a bitch like you, you can make any bitch like you. You gotta have that confidence. You gotta, yeah, bitch, I'm him. Bitch, respect it, you feel me? Yeah. And even if they look past the fact that you might be broke, like... Bro, my cousin Jay is the brokest motherfucker who's ever existed. <laughs> <laughs> I had to cut the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it be the brokest people that be having the most hoes, though. That shit be yeah. weird. Because all you gotta do is fuck these hoes, right? That's all she they gonna got go tell all the friends... Yeah. And then you feel me? That's all you gotta do. That motherfucker get half a beer in him, and he will go up to the first bitch at the bar and just start working his way down, talk to each one. And by that, by halfway down, you already getting numbers. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy? Man? That confidence, you feel me? But you know what? Too, I used to not fuck my hoes, right? I used to hit a bitch, and I'm just in it for the nut. Like, yeah, I just, it's quick as hell. You feel me? I'm out of here. You feel me? But now, I, because you know, I came home from jail. I want to take my time in the pussy. I miss the pussy, you feel me? <laughs> I learned the value of hitting a bitch and tearing some shit to fork down, you feel me? It's, it's always, like, that's your bitch now. That's how you I'm feel? on it, yeah. My sessions are, like, 45 minutes to an hour, for sure. I was never, like, oh, I'm going to hit him. Unless she was ugly as fuck. Yeah, if she's ugly, then, yeah, for sure, it's 15, 20 uh, seconds. I was like that with everything. I ain't going to lie. I was an animal. Yeah. I'm in it. I hit you. I'm out. It's over. I never understood that. I guess I do get it because you just need to like get <laughs> tension relief. But damn, I like spending my time, bro. My whole thing is getting my balls sucked for like a half hour. That's my new thing. I teach you. I hate that. Huh? Yeah, man. Bitches, first of all, bitch be sucking on the balls too hard. Bitch, calm down. Man, you feel I'm me? trying to tell you, bro. Bitch, think it's a vacuum. Bitch, calm down. Yeah. Bitch, pop you in your fucking head. I just yeah. had to teach a girl how to suck my balls. It's like not you don't actually suck the ball. Yeah. You suck the skin of the balls and you pull that bitch until it makes that snapping sign. Then oh, hold on, don't. <laughs> 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 bitch, you better not make no snapping sign. Nah, this nigga gotta fuck yourself up. <laughs> the little bit of teeth nibbling and that's that's all bitch. you gotta do. Teeth nibbling. Hey, listen, man, you trying to you trying to have you. <laughs> hey, he listen, don't come on my boys like that. Don't do that shit, bitch. Be smooth, you, yeah, bitch. You just gotta be Bro. barely on them motherfuckers. Yeah, you feel bitch, me? Let's be cool when you doing it, bitch. Be cool. How you, you got a bitch cool. munching on your shit, chewing hard. My <laughs> boy say that bitch a munch. That's the type of time on. That bitch over there violent with you, shit. Yeah, but it kind of like if she sucks it too hard in the beginning, the problem is it hurts. The, the rest of the night's fucked. 
That's the problem. They suck it too hard, and your balls hurt. Now you, the fucking the whole rest of the process is fucked. My whole thing was been is getting girls pregnant, and now you have to wear a condom. So like I'm kind of done fucking because I'm all like if I'm not fucking without a rubber, there's no point in fucking. That's the, that's the type of time I'm on right now, bro. I'm like, not gonna lie, cause it's this is definitely a point of fucking without the. I mean, with the rubber, you feel me? Cause I just fucked the shit out of that bitch. I feel great about it, and it's like it it might not feel the same like. Without rubber pussy is undoubtedly much better. You feel me? But you know what's not better? Yeah, I almost made it with the like the. I was like talking to the finest fucking girl I probably ever met in my life. I swear to God. But like, she came over to hang out with me when I was at work. She smelled so fucking bad, bro. I couldn't even. I couldn't even look at it the same again. I couldn't do it. But you know, sometimes that just be like a one-time thing for a bitch. Like a bitch. Oh well, shit. No. I ain't gonna lie, it came across some shit like that. It's I ain't so gonna upsetting lie. too. You like, oh, like, like bitch, you opened your legs. This smell like something died in there. Yeah. The bitch be getting them abortions and shit. She wasn't watching that shit, huh? She smelled like like she just ran a fucking marathon. Oh hell no, that bitch tripping. Some bitches them abortions. Like if I stank real bad though, I'm not even about to try to like be around nobody or nothing. Like why? Why? But they might not know it. You feel you go nose blind or some shit. Yeah, you right. You right. Bitch, that smelled her yeah, stuff bitch, so you, long. You smell she, like that every day. You she feel used me? to this shit. She immune to the stink. <laughs> <laughs> she's embraced it. Yeah, she's embraced she's it. Around like a clown. <laughs> 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 she thought, what was that? Oh, that's just buddy. You I swear. Me? I feel like that's disrespectful, though. Like, bitch, don't, don't do me like that. <laughs> <laughs> you wrong as hell, bitch. <laughs> oh, shit. Like hitting some shit in that that motherfucker hit. Damn, sometimes you just hit that shit and you get it while you in that motherfucker. That whiff come back and smack you with the ass. Oh, man. <laughs> ass clapping, you feel me? You, hey, you be having some shit going that, on. Oh, like, ah. <laughs> about that bitch. Sometimes bitch just get BV, you feel me? Hey, but do you stop though? I do. I I'm do. not going to lie. I, I didn't stop before and I didn't keep going before, you feel me? I try to keep going, but sometimes that bitch got a mind of his own. Just, <laughs> man, it goes I swear to God, though. <laughs> she just did that before, too. That bitch just dropped down. Bitch, get to, what's going on? What's wrong? Bitch, bitch you really know what's wrong, about bitch. That shit too. They no. be sick. I gotta say it out loud, dude. Right, right, I always bitch, tell a really, bitch, though. I ain't gonna lie. Even if I hit a bitch and stay all the time, I still tell her, like, hey. I done told this badass yeah, bitch nah. she ain't give me no pussy after that for some years. So after that, I stopped telling her. I was like, yeah. I ain't even gonna tell the bitch. Nah, um, bitch be embarrassed for real. Yeah, like bitch, you know your shit snake anyway. That's like one of the truths. <laughs> Crazy part but is you want If you if I like a bitch, I want to tell her like bitch, get it together because hey. I fuck with you. Because why you wanted to hit again? That's the right, crazy why part. did I even want to hit again? All you gotta do is be like, did you eat like a sandwich? She talking about for years. She didn't let Bro, you hit. She was so bad. I wanted to hit again and, and again and Ugh. again. That's a turn off though. It's over. But that shit stank though, boy. I ain't gonna lie. When, I, she, when I hit her, when I caught up with her though, her shit was stank. Her shit was stank no more. I had a bitch yeah. like that before too. You feel me? I had a girl in the car, and that's how I stopped it because I got lucky. Like she was riding me, and then I realized what was happening. I was like, "This smells terrible." And I was like, the "Oh shit!" The car is crazy. You trapped in there. Yeah, oh, no, there shit, wasn't. It was e- it was easy out because I was like, "Oh, I just seen a cop." And then she's like, "Oh shit!" And she like hopped in her seat. I was like, "Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here." And that was over after that. I was like, "I'm I'm straight." It's always easy out though. The easy out is not when hey. you're in the, in the bedroom and you're in the bedroom. You have no excuse type shit. You do what? Hey, no. Damn. But when you hit a lot of hoes, you gonna come across some shit that ain't right. So yeah, for sure. Like, we it is what it is. We just gotta be. We gotta make 2023 the selective year where we're like, all right, we can't just fuck everything. Yeah, I know. That's why like I said that. you gotta you gotta change your caliber of bitches, man. Yeah, 
You gotta figure out what you want. Shit, it's a lot want. of bad boss bitches out there too. You feel me? Right. Like you can still hit the same amount of hoes or a caliber. You just gotta get them. I feel like niggas or on the same level. They gotta level, get you for real. So, so we shouldn't even be really fuck with hoes when we got shit going on in life anyway. Yeah. Like, or bitch. I ain't gonna lie, I always been in the mindset to to make a bitch any bitch I meet. You feel me? I'm trying to bitch. We need to go get some money. You feel me? Either you gonna hit this road, you need to start a business, you need to do something, you feel me? Yeah, I've been learning that too. Like, some girls like are so smart and shit that you gotta like work with them instead of just trying to fuck them the whole time. Yeah, but like sometimes I'm like, bitch, we, if we fuck, it's gonna work, make our business venture better. <laughs> they, but, she, but they don't believe that shit. No, but if they don't believe because, bro, listen, it motivate I, me to invest in you. That's what I'm saying. You really? It's not like investing in you. It's just like, all right, man. Like I was talking to a girl like not too long ago, and we were talking about fucking, but she's like, yeah, but it's gonna inter- interrupt our business. And I was like, bro, it's going to make our business better. Trust me. I'm not that type of dude. I'm not that type of dude that because we hooked up, we're not going to keep doing business or work together. I might not even want to fuck you again, for real. That that pay come first, but you a bad bitch. I do want to see what they're hitting on, you feel me? And if that shit land like that, you, yeah. you, 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 I might turn you up even more. I might be back again, like bitch, you feel me? Yeah, it's, it's, it's all bullshit that they think because you hit once that it's over with after that. I mean, I do be, do though. that too, but... Yeah, it might be. You yeah, feel it me? might be, but take the risk. You don't know until after. Yeah, yeah, you don't but know. I tell you the truth, though. I tell the bitch the truth. It might be over. <laughs> but a lot <laughs> of hoes be waiting to catch up with us too, though. Same yeah. way how a nigga be waiting to catch up with them, they be waiting to catch up with you. A like, lot of hoes. A lot of hoes. Like... Like, you might scroll on the gram and be like, damn, I want her bad as hell. All that the time, bitch really this bitch doing the same thing at her crib. Scrolling I had on this your one shit. bitch. I, I end up sliding on the bitch, you feel me? Whole time, she like, you don't even know. I've been trying to get you for years. Nigga, I slid on you three times. I sent the message. You feel me? Like, Oh, so she so she unsent the message, so you yeah, never even knew. I never knew, you feel me? Yeah. The like patterns and comment patterns didn't help or give you any type of sign? I, I can't see all that shit, you feel me? It'd be too much. Oh, yeah, your shit goes crazy man. when you post it. You don't even know what's going on. It was like, I would never look through 17,000 people and be like, you the one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I choose you. Listen, man, people don't get it, though, man. Listen, at the end of the day, rapper love is different from any type of other love that you're going to get doing whatever the fuck you're doing. I could be the biggest podcast in Detroit, in Michigan. I could make it to number one. A rapper could be at the 15th mark as the biggest Detroit rapper in Michigan and still get way more bitches and way more clout and way more love in the streets. But you know it's what? All you about could, the person, though. though. Yeah. You could have had the but same just, shit. I'm telling you, rappers is different, bro. It's just it, because... It's not, though, because you know what? Because mm. RJ can have the same blue. DJ BJ can have the same blue. And it's like... Kind of, bro. All you got to do, a bitch got to know you him. That's Swear all that matters to a bitch. And hoes talk, so they be in that group trust. He got this going on. You feel me? Hoes talk. Yeah, we still Right, if you you guys gotta have the confidence. If you don't got the confidence, ain't nobody gonna fuck it. She's trying to get you to wrap it up. All right. She, she said you gotta close it up, huh? Oh, she's good. All right. Hey, but this is fine. Ooh, yeah, we can end this motherfucker. We just been talking shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's some good shit, though. Yeah, yeah for watch. sure. I uh, appreciate you fellas for being a part of this, man. Uh, like I said, every time we ever had a podcast and we're talking about the history of Detroit, there's never a time that Band Gang didn't get mentioned, bro. So it's an honor to have you boys abo- uh, aboard here and, and joining the podcast. Um, is there anything you guys want to promote before we sign off? Uh, shit, we got the group project on the way. Shit, we got Man Man on the way. Bitch got some shit. shit on the way. I ain't gave it a name yet, but 
shit being birthed right now, though. Right. Away. Before we sign off, I'm going to show you guys one thing. You can't say anything about what I'm about to show you. But I'm gonna show you something. Just react to it, but don't don't say anything. <laughs> this is gonna be cast off, bro. <laughs> I'm not saying I'll nothing be some about nothing. Photo shit or something. Fuck with him. He fucked around, got the video cracker. We don't even know. <laughs> oh, I'm a clap. Now I'm showing you my OnlyFans. We're gonna have the best episode. <laughs> Yeah, what's up? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah what's up? Yeah. Oh, yeah, my nigga fucked up. He yeah. already got pictures and everything with yeah, this woman, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No cap. I ain't gonna say that. Little cat y'all here. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, the man. That's all I'm gonna say. That's I told you. That's all I gotta say. Uh, appreciate you fellas being a part of this. We're at Parallel Sound Studio, High Low Visuals, and shooting these productions. We're out. Peace.